And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania. Every weeknight, seven to ten p.m. Eastern Time, you can count on us right here, even when we don't feel like doing it, even when we don't feel like, uh, even when we don't feel like we're making a difference, even when we don't feel like uh, people are listening, even when we're under attack, even when, uh, well, regardless, seven to ten p.m. Eastern Time, right here. Global Star Radio Network is where we we transmit. It's our home base. Blog Talk Radio and, of course, YouTube Live, three platforms. And I want to thank everyone for your belief and your trust in us. You know, it's um, just you know one fight after another after another, isn't it? Uh, it's amazing, this uh, mental midget from uh, Right Wing Watch. I think he's got a metrosexual crush on Coach Dave Live. It's interesting. Man crush, I don't know. Stalking syndrome, in my opinion, in my view, allegedly. Coach Dave is coming on later on, as is Josh Kaplan and Bono this hour. Then we got Robert David still returning. You know, gonna give us a layout of the geopolitical field. Yeah, um, couple of items of note. Don't forget, hey, register while you, register while you still can. May 5th and 6th for the, uh, Awaken to the Shaken Conference in uh, Chicago. Uh, it's free. It's free. And it's Pastor Paul Bigley's doing it, uh, putting it on. Russ Dizar is going to be there. We're going to be there. Pastor Paul Bigley's going to be there. I mean, you only pay for lodging and travel. You really can't beat that when talking about a conference. Money back yeah. guarantee, right? Absolutely. No, seriously, it's going to be a good thing. Um, Putting together some information, doing a lot of interviews for presentations. It's, you know, there's just so much crap out there. There really is. Um, I just want to mention I did a video today. The, um, what is this organization called again? United to Protect Democracy. Just so people, just so people know, look, Obama is not going away. Clinton, they're not going away. At least they're not going quietly in the night. All right, they're pushing their their socialist, Marxist agenda, communist agenda down your throats, down our throats. They're throwing. Um, imagine being Donald Trump. I, I I just would not want to be President Donald Trump at this point. Following a a um, what I what I term a, a Manchurian candidate of a president, a Marxist, uh, communist, revolutionary type, you know, Che Guevara type president. At least he swarmed the seat in the Oval Office. And, and as far as I'm concerned, he was never legitimized. He was, his bona fides were never legitimate. Don't tell me that, that his, that his birth certificate was, was, I mean, I mean, that was nothing but a forgery. We had, and you can go back and listen to it. And I would, would urge everyone to do so. Go back and listen to, um, uh, Mike Zulo from the Cold Case Posse and Carl Gallup's laying out courtroom ready information. Nine points of forgery in the birth certificate, so we don't even know who the hell that guy is, and he's hanging around stinking up Washington 
with his communist revolutionary style tactics, throwing the books at, uh, you know, throwing everything he can at Donald Trump and you and I, the people who want to, uh, uh, the, the people who want, who want to see freedom brought back to this country and the, the, the national pride. And, and yet, you know, Obama, his people, five staffers from the Obama administration making this united to pr- protect the democracy. It's a 501c3, 501c4 group established within the last 30 days. Hey, you know what? Suddenly they got a $1.5 million budget for five staff members. Man, how do they do that? <laughs> Tell me. I, you know why? Because I want to know. I, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be. A, g- give me that gig. One one and a half million dollars, thirty days, five hundred one c five hundred one c four. There are five, a bunch of lawyers that that were on the inside of the White House, and they're 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 going to keep an eye on the ethics of Donald Trump. Oh, they're going to do more lawyers than that. and ethics. Lawyer, they're going to do more than that. What they've talked about doing is is suing the president. And hoping that he doesn't respond in order to create an ethics violation or um, something that they can do that they will be able to impeach him with. And you talked about this on a on a number of videos you did, or one specifically you did earlier this week or late last week. But uh, this article is from Politico, and it's from today. It came out at, at five o'clock. Obama lawyers form worst case scenario group to tackle Trump. And you know what? I think this does what it should do. You know how we've talked about the peaceful transition of power and how, you know, it's been made a a big issue in the news how, you know, how Trump should not go after Hillary Clinton because she's a political opponent and it's a bad president. Throw her in friggin' jail. Throw her in orange. Seriously, make her do the perp walk. Joe. I'm sorry I cut you off because I'm pissed off at these people. I don't like these globalists. I don't like I don't like Clinton. I don't like the these people. These people. Well, yeah, I don't like these people. I don't like the communist revolutionary people in Washington. I don't like the people who who are out there spouting off that we have to you know force uh, uh, same or uh, force. Uh, little boys and little girls into different bathrooms of, of you know, whatever. Yeah, we're going to get into that. I, I don't like any of that crap. I don't like these this right-wing watch bullshit. Am I allowed to say that? I just did, and I'm sorry about that. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, he, you know, it's, it's grumpy attitudes from uh, from doing an interview on Coast to Coast last night. And I asked him that before when he was uh, before the show, and Eric just said, don't, well, "Don't get me started on this. I'm that's sorry. The case. Uh, doing can, can we bleep that? Can, can you bleep that? It's a little late. It's all right. But no, what I was saying was, um, you know, on on even on Fox News and on, Todd's. I think Todd just threw something. Uh, I think Todd's all right. We'll, we'll find out shortly. Um, they made a lot of this on the news about how Trump should not go after President Obama because it would set a bad precedent. And when he was um, done being president now another president could go after him but i think this kind of behavior opens obama up to what well i would hope to what to pressure from the trump so administration opening the, up investigation on their butts and don't do a damn thing by the conservatives who don't who, who don't do a doggone thing is that what what we are we gonna are we gonna write a letter are we gonna make a phone call are we gonna send a fax or an email are we are we that po'd that's what we're gonna do Think we should? I know. I think you should send an email. I'm not, not going to get off. I'm not going to get off. You should sign a petition. Right. Right. We can start a petition, uh, putting a restraining order on Obama from DC, uh, to a 50 mile radius. And, uh, we can, we can get that going. 
<laughs> What's that? <laughs> What'd you just say? Uh, you should you should have said that on there, Eric. Uh, people are gonna miss out. But yeah, I mean, this is just a. Uh, oh my word! This is the Democratic Party in in pieces, and you know. I don't want to jump over this too fast, but what you reference about the, uh, you know, having little ch- children being exposed to, um, m- you know, male or female genitalia, there's an, uh, an issue today. CNN host blames intolerant father for 12-year-old girl not wanting to see male genitalia in the locker room. Chris okay, Cuomo I've had, had enough a, of this. Bizarre yeah, I really Chris Cuomo had a response to a question on Twitter earlier today. <laughs> And this was about, in the context of the Trump administration withdrawing the Obama-era instructions that transgender students can choose their bathroom of the gender they identify with and not be restricted to their biological gender. Now, the tweet was put out what there. What kind of sick SOB? Now, these people, Cuomo was these people are sick. You know, let me tell you something. Right Wing Watch, you guys are a bunch of sick mothers, okay? I'm going to tell you, you guys, Right Wing Watch and these, these metrosexual idiots that run around saying, oh, you know, I feel like a girl today. I mean, what's wrong with you people? What in the world is wrong with these people? Can you tell me what's wrong with you? I mean, are you, you're mentally ill. There is no such thing as tra- I don't need 75 different freaking pronouns to describe a person. You either got your dangling participle or you don't. And use the right bathroom. And dress right. And act right. Either man up or, or, or get your little skirt on. You almost swore like three times in the third. I was holding my breath there a few times. But look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this again. Uh, all right, Chris Cuomo was asked it, on Twitter. Chris, Chris Cuomo, Cuomo was just, asked I, this I question. He's a CNN reporter, governor, uh, former or brother of Governor Cuomo in New York, or or son of Cuomo. Cuomo was asked on Twitter, "What do you tell a 12 year old girl who doesn't want to see male genitalia in the locker room?" This was Christopher Cuomo's response. <laughs> She's normal. I wonder if she is the problem. No, see, or her overprotective, intolerant dad. Okay. Teach. Tolerance. I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad my daughter is old enough to to punch somebody in the head because, I mean, if my, if you know, I'm going to tell you right now. There was uh, some good responses on Twitter. Someone responded. So, because of liberal logic, parents need to show their little girls an adult male genitalia so that LGBT adults feel comfortable. Are you thinking? Was the response. Um, Trump's decision to rescind guidelines and instruct schools to allow biological males to use women's bathrooms and vice versa has pleased his conservative base but enraged the LGBT activists, one of whom told CNN it means it was a mean-spirited attack on transgender students. Um, just like uh, what's-his-name was crying over the mean-spirited executive order to enforce <laughs> illegal immigration. But this is a whole nother level. This is um, more of the liberal perversion, more of the liberal insanity trying to um, normalize pedophilia and pedophilia-related thoughts and behavior. Let me tell you, we've been seeing a lot of this since, since the PizzaGate has come out. Right. I think it's made a lot of people sensitive. And, well, this is obvious, but you know there have been, um, you know, the whole Milo thing is in the news. There's an interesting story about the creator of Star Trek or Star Wars, George Takai. Takai, and he's he, another fruitcake. He talked about when he how he was molested when he was younger. How he uh, was that's how it always is. He didn't okay. say molested though. He was he was uh, bragging about the experience. Right. It was okay. a great experience for him. And then Captain Kirk. Right? And then he was on this weird Super Bowl commercial playing ping pong in a Pizza Hut commercial, which I think was done on purpose to 
to drive people a little crazy who were who've been looking into the Pizzagate thing. But there's, you know, since the Milo incident, since whatever he said uh, a year or so ago was put into, and I, I don't, I didn't see what he said, I didn't, or I didn't hear what he said, and from what I understand, um, people are saying he's taken out of context. Either way, it was wrong for him to say, but. You know, he was uh, released or he resigned from the uh, Breitbart and his book deal was, was taken off the table. Yeah, he lost about a quarter million bucks, right? Something yeah. Like well, what's interesting is that um, about three months ago, he was giving a, a speech at Miami, Ohio University, at one of his one of his talks, and it was going to be on Pizzagate. And he was told not to talk about the Pizzagate in his lectures, I think from both Breitbart and uh, from people around him. Well, he says he's using this opportunity. Now he's going full, full blown into the Pizzagate investigation, and he says his next lecture will be his most powerful. Who, 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 this is Milo. Milo, right? Well, I, I got I got news for you. You come to the you come to the conference and on May fifth and sixth. If I live that long, um, I, I will stroke out. For I, I will I will be showing a very special presentation about Pizzagate and all these uh, all these uh, uh, sick people behind this. Because it's more than Pizzagate, it's Pedagate, it's, it's worldwide, it's, it's Republicans, it's Democrats, it's conservatives, it's liberals, it's, uh, atheists, it's Christians, it's, uh, Mormons, it's Buddhists, Buddhists, it's Muslims, it's everybody. Senators, congressmen, media people, media people, yes, media people, businessmen. Alright. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, alright. You know, uh, I, I'm, I, I'll tell you, we're in the fight here, and 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 I, I don't, I don't mind getting emails of you know, hey, I'm going to kill you, kind of stuff, from people who change their email address, spoof their email address, and stuff, and I, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to rape your daughter, I'm going to kill your dog. I don't mind. I, I really okay. I, I just delete those <laughs> I, because really, you know, <laughs> all right. But 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 these sick, these sick people, you know. Uh, look, since we've been talking about this stuff, we've gotten we've gotten very special packages in the mail, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I, you know what? A bunch of sick puppies out there, and it's not just the attacks from people. There's spiritual attack stuff behind the scenes. People oh, don't course. see. No, you, you're um, not going to you're not going to see any of this stuff, folks. We, we, you're not. We, I'll, I can complain about it, and people can say, "Oh, he's just BSing and and, and moaning about this." But I'm going to tell you something. You're when you get down to dirty in this fight. Okay, and you start wrestling with these idiots, these morons, these these perverts, and you and you start going after these people, and you, they they suddenly they start. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, we don't. Yeah, and 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 they come after us, so they come after our families, threaten our families, and 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 you know you get these assholes out there. I mean, total total flaming. So-called, self-professed, sanctimonious, holier-than-thou Christian. So they say they call themselves Christian assholes who say, "Well, you know, if I don't have pictures, it didn't happen, or if I don't have a police report, it didn't happen, or if you if you didn't do this, it didn't happen." Well, screw you, because you're not on the side getting the attacks. You're not on the side getting boxes of used condoms. You're not on the side getting boxes of used Kotex. You're not on the side of getting hate mail. You're not on this side in the dirt wrestling with the pigs because you got to. All you can do is have a, you know, have a little, little pity party or, or great, great am I. I'm better than you. 
until you get in, until you get in the ring with Coach Dave and go down there and, and and protest in the abortion clinic, then shut your mouth, shut your pie hole. I, I really did wake up on the wrong side of the bed today. It's just okay and, until you get served, until, and I mean legally served with legal papers with the, with a pile this thick, and until you have to pay attorneys tens of thousands of dollars, until until you have to sit on the phone with attorneys after attorney after attorney because you, all you do with nothing is speak the truth. Don't tell me. Don't lecture me. Don't send me an email. Wonder how much I pay for this, right? <laughs> you picked a good day to yell with the uh with the uh I don't know, I got something going on with my ear, I don't know if it's an infection or what, but it hurts and um uh, you're helping out. A I'm going to tell you something. Okay, we put all of our money, every every dime we got into this business, every single penny, and, and even money that's not ours we borrowed. And I'm going to thank everyone for helping us out. And, and we're down here, we're fighting the fight. We we got Eric working 12, 14 hours a day. Joe's working 12 hours a day. Everyone's working 12, 14, 16 hours a day. I'm down here 24 seven. Seems like Studio Dogs getting like, when are we going to go for a walk? Okay. Uh, and and you get you get these these media people who uh, I just I and you and I know this is kind of a rambling all over the place kind of complaint session. People are going to be saying you know Doug just had a stroke or meltdown psychological meltdown. I really don't look. Uh, no no, but sometimes you just got to get some junk off your chest, right? Keep it bottled up; it'll kill you. If you, it, you know, and, and if you if you can't uh, if you can't you know talk to family, who can you talk to? Of course, you know, we're talking to everybody, and I'm sure there are people listening to this that just are going to have a field day with what we're what I just said. They're going to parse it. They're going to they're going to transcribe it. They're going to post it. They're going to mm-hmm. say you know he's crazy, and they're going to say look at this and how oh you know I'm good, he's bad, and. You know, they're, oh, to, to guarantee you, okay, because that's all they got, to, that's all they have to do, because their life is so tiny, their life is so small. Well, I'm not ta- I, but by the way, I'm talking about some pretty big names. I'm not talking about these idiots that are out there that, uh, you know, are crocheting their way to heaven, so, what? I, oh, I, I, you know, if they still have us, I want to just welcome preddefense.com. Man, what a great company this is. I'm going to say thank you for, for us, for helping us, sponsoring us, Pred, P-R-E-D-Defense.com, P-R-E-D-Defense.com. Let me tell you something. They've got a great, in fact, Joe, uh, using their uh, shotgun shell. Well, look, many people have used shotguns for decades for home defense. We've got this, we've got their their loader, fast loader. You get the empty chamber filled. Joe had to take it away from me today because for obvious reasons. Pred Defense, go there. They've got a fantastic reload side saddle. It, uh, it's a fantastic add-on to your shotgun. And I just want to welcome PredDefense.com to the Hagman family. Yeah. If you still have us. Yeah, that's a interesting company and, and, uh, 
welcomed addition, and uh, we'll be talking about them a lot more in the near future. And and yeah. um, okay, I'll, show I'm going to show over their product. Yeah, I want to uh, turn people's attention to HagmanReport.com. Uh, our next guest, who's coming up at 7:30, Josh Kaplan from VesselNews.io. He's been a guest before. He's going to come on to talk about this and what uh, what is on HagmanReport.com. The last article, I believe, it's the last article up, um, is from Dave Hodges, and it is about it's breaking. Mike Adams and Alex Jones take down by Google CIA prior to big event. Trump needs to beware. And what they're talking about is the censorship of the independent media by Google, Jeff Bezos, YouTube, and others, and how the – it's an interesting story here. Mike Adams from Natural News was contacted and told he would be paid $50,000 to provide uh, Google or Facebook, I can't remember what it is, with damaging evidence and information against Alex Jones. They went on to say, if you do not help us, we will destroy you. Now, uh, Mike Adams – Posted what was what how he was threatened, and this was a, a day or two before Alex Jones came out and said that his his Google ad revenue was going to be taken away. And now, what happened as of yesterday? Mike Adams uh, was informed that the Google search engine had removed all 140,000 pages of content from Natural News and from the Google search engine, and. Um, what what they have done here is completely they attempted to blackmail Mike Adams uh in order for Google's takedown of, of alternative and independent media and when he would not compromise and he, when he would not go along with their plan uh to take down Alex Jones, they turned around and, and blacklisted him from Google. Now this is the first strike, I mean, of many. Uh this is the new level uh what we've seen here. Good news. They've taken it to a new level. Yeah, absolutely. And this is going to continue uh, uh, to rattle the alternative media, but more importantly, they're going to continue to move through alternative media uh, companies, and they're going to take away their ability to generate revenue from Google, from YouTube, uh, and any other uh, areas where they have their their control over and are able to do so. They are running scared. You know, we talked about um, Mika Brzezinski saying, uh, if it was a slip of the tongue or whatever, I'm not sure, but saying that, uh, you know, Trump and his war against the media, uh, is really, you know, undermining the credibility of the media. And she said, we control what people are supposed to think. Um, and it, I believe that was a slip of the tongue, but showed their true colors. And that's the way they want it. As the, the Pizzagate scandal continues to be, um, looked upon, and there's some interesting stuff that's come out. Uh, we haven't really touched on it too much. Um, but you know, information continues to be gone over and, and to be released, as well as the the mainstream media being uh, shown for what they are. You know, James O'Keefe today released 119 hours of of CNN behind the scenes footage, asking viewers and and uh, members of his website to go through the coverage to find, uh, you know, what they didn't have enough manpower or time, but to find the the damaging info in there. The mainstream media is running scared. Now, the people and globalists in power need to tighten their grip of control over information. And that's hard to do in this digital age uh, where everybody has a voice through social media, through the Internet. So what they're going to do is they're going to start targeting, and they have been targeting um, independent journalists and people who don't go along with their narrative in a number of different ways, um, you know, overtly and covertly. But now, I mean, they're for for... 
them to come after Mike Adams and for him to publish their threat days before anything happened and then for them to carry out you know exactly what they said they were going to do to him that's a bold move and as Dave Hodges talks about in his article and uh he he talks about you know an antitrust law violation and and the potential for lawsuits there you know if they'll find a courtroom that will hear it let alone allow this uh, you know argument to be made uh, when you offer services uh, for one person or or type of companies or company, and, and then you take it away for one specific company based on you know a difference of ideology or political differences, when nothing, no laws or guidances or uh, terms of services were were broken, this turns into a legal issue. So he does, and will have a, a legal leg to stand on um, to move forward with the lawsuit. But again, then you run into you know who's going to hear it, who's going to um, allow that to to be put forward because that opens up you know, the world the, of hurt. The only people, Joe, who win in lawsuits like that are the attorneys. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And, and it's, un, it's unfortunate. And, you know, one of the tactics that they use against us, that these people use against us, that uh, when I was talking with Dave on the phone, that I think could really be utilized by us, as we don't have a lot of weapons to attack the mainstream media, but why not all of us go after their sponsors? Like they have done, you know, people have done w- with us and other shows. You see, um, at the very least, we could affect the the rate that they charge and drop it down a few notches um, if it's done in a coordinated effort and done properly. You know, start writing the sponsors of all these these mainstream uh, news corporations and cancel. I mean, I know a lot of people uh, like the convenience of cable TV for news and other information, but what would they do if if hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, started uh, going after their sponsors, saying that they're not going, you know, they're going to boycott these companies who continue to support this uh, anti-American and uh, anti-liberty, anti-truth news organizations. At some, there's going to be a breaking point. They're, they are crumbling. They're self-destructing in, in many regards. Um, people are being are figuring them out for what they are, and there's been no better time to go after them than now. They're on their way down do and it. out. And when we come back, we're going to have Josh Kaplan from VesselNews.io come on to talk more about the censorship and the economic means of war which these tech and Internet companies are waging against the alternative media. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Josh Kaplan, followed by Coach Dave in Hour 2, and uh, former CIA agent Robert David Steele in our third hour. we got a full show tonight, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, readers of end times fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We are joined by our first guest tonight. He's been on the show once before. Josh Kaplan is his name. His website is VesselNews.io. That's VesselNews.io. And uh, make sure you bookmark this site. It's a content-rich site uh, that Josh works on on a daily basis for many hours a day, gathering important news and information and centralizing it all at his website. Josh, welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you for having me. I like this guy, folks. I, he's, I mean, he, he's a, he knows what he's talking about and, uh, very good resource. Our friends to the north, um, our friend to the north. I'm sorry. Plural. What am I seeing? Double. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I should be. Um, anyway, Josh, uh, we were talking the first half hour about, uh, censorship and, you know, it's, it's just so aggravating and it's just, it's horrible. Um, no, just hey, you got the floor, brother. Where are we at? What's going? What's going to happen? Well, I'd like to start at a point of irony, which is the left now is leveraging the mechanisms of crony capitalism, the crony capitalism that they rail against with such vigor uh, against the very truth-telling websites uh, that try to fight against it. Um, right now, what we see with Breitbart and Infowars. Uh, 
uh, is a grassroots effort through these corporate mechanisms, through these companies like Kellogg's and BMW and, and so on and so forth, to try to censor uh, some of the truth-telling websites out there. And the scary part about this is, is we were talking about this during the break, is that people think that it's going to begin and end with uh, some of the more populist nationalistic websites out there like Infowars and Breitbart, but that's just the very beginning. You're going to start to see them moving down the political spectrum uh, as they zero in and take out their targets one by one. And that's... um you know, we've seen them them demonize and marginalize the alternative media and uh, their talking points. There, do you think was it the Trump uh, election? Trump winning the election? Was it? Is it the Pizzagate story? Is there one uh, point we can one area we can pinpoint of time and say uh, this is what caused you know them to go off the deep end and start to take these drastic measures? Um, I certainly think that the Pizzagate story there is real evidence there that this has been a story that many of these sponsors are deeply uncomfortable with. Uh, you had a guest on, uh, Brittany Pettibone, who was kicked off uh, her uh, GoFundMe accounts because she was raising uh, dollars for her podcast. Uh, the Observer did a piece on her that linked her with the Pizzagate controversy, uh, and in turn, through you know the means of of capitalism, of the vol- the dollar voting, they got all these different people to try to pull off their GoFundMe accounts, and they got all you know a slew of emails, and eventually she was kicked off and had to resort to PayPal. Um, so I think that Pizzagate is evidently a sore spot um, in this whole issue. And I think that there's, you know, it starts there, and and we don't know where it's going to end. I mean, that's the the problem with this whole thing is that they, the thing with censorship, and we see it on Reddit and Facebook and Twitter uh, as well. We never know when the ball, you know, when when the hammer is going to drop, so to speak. You know, our content on on Vessel News at times is shadow banned on Reddit. Uh, it could be anything from posting a story about Nancy Pelosi uh, not being able to even say Martin Luther King's name properly. Uh, to uh, a very secretive uh, arms Martin deal that Obama. Oh, sorry, it, it, that's that's exactly it. You Did got you know it. the poorest people in our in, in our country are infants and children? <laughs> that's what that's another thing Nancy Pelosi said the other day uh, in that yeah. same speech. There was a it's on our website hagmanreport.com. Uh, and Kucinich, you can see the, the, the video mayor or the uh, Illinois. governor of Illinois. Yeah, yeah, there is a. I think she was a um, geographical challenge, but open you, bar maybe. So, sorry, uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, we Guys, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have Nancy Pelosi if you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as your phone a friend? Wouldn't she just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, I mean, what is this? We've seen a lot of... Maxine uh, Waters is a close second, but go on. We've seen a lot of these, these breakdowns, and I call it the liberal insanity. Um, is this... Uh, Again, is this obviously we see their opposition to Trump, we see their opposition to Trump supporters' policies and ideology. They want their uh, liberal new world order, their liberal agenda, their you know political correct tolerance, hate loving, whatever you want to call it, uh, mindset. They want everybody to believe the way they believe, or otherwise you're a bigot. Uh, are they having mental breakdowns? Are they just so flustered and frustrated by things and by the crumbling of their own party that they're just somehow, I don't know, like dominoes falling along with them. What do you think is the, if you had to pinpoint, you know, because we've seen a lot of odd statements the last few weeks from these people. What's going on? Well, the the catalyst, and I didn't coin this, uh, but it's a facts, you know, it, it's a, it's a, 
the right deals in facts over feelings and the left deals and vice versa, right? Um, we have, um, and, you know, I watched an old Matt Drudge clip when he had a show on Fox News and he had, and the name escapes me, had a brilliant psychologist in Matt Drudge asked him, why do you think the left has been so effective at pushing their agenda down the field? And he said, just like the Nazis themselves, they legislate by emotion. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, I'm gonna come back, uh, hopefully another time and, and I'll, and I'll give the name of that psychologist. It was a brilliant quote and it stuck with me. And I think this has been the fundamental, uh, reason as to why they've been able to move the, the goalposts closer and closer to their end. Um, so that, that at the ground level, uh, is that they're winning over hearts and minds at a rapid pace and with Trump, uh, Trump has been able to tap into some of that raw emotion, some of that suppressed uh, anger that fermented under the Obama administration. Um, and when you pair that with the facts, with the feelings, you get Donald Trump for president beating one of the, you know, beating a candidate that, despite being a very poor one, had immense infrastructure around her uh, to put her in the White House and failed. Let me let me ask you this. Um do you think that uh, some of these, you know, like Google, Amazon, uh, YouTube, are are going above and beyond here in order to provoke a response from the Trump administration, in order to make government or government regulation the solution to the problem, or do you think that this is something that they're just going to keep acting on in spite of what Trump said? I mean, because we know that when the government gets involved in a problem or in, in, whether it's in business or whatever it it complicates things it creates you know new unnecessary laws are they trying to provoke trump to create you know laws dealing with media and journalism or is this uh, just kind of make make him an authoritarian right, right. like they want him they're like they're painting him out to be i actually think that that's a very interesting theory i personally had not thought about that but if that was their uh if that was their objective they seem to be, if you you know, you read the Washington Post and, and listen to CNN, that that seems to be something that they're executing on day after day, quite effectively. The way that I think about this is that companies like Google and Facebook and 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 YouTube and Yahoo and all these different tech conglomerates, um, they have a strong incentive to have an ever expanding government, uh, ever uh, expanding amounts of red tape. Uh, and rules and regulations that only the finest Harvard Law uh, General Counsel uh, could figure out. Uh, and what you see here is that there is a urge, uh, there's a desire to uh, see government grow at, a, at its most rapid pace uh, than ever, um, because right now we live in a technological revolution where somebody in their garage could create something, an app or a, a product or a service, and within a year or two, you could have something like Uber that went from just an idea to almost decimating the taxi industry. And this happened just out of somebody's apartment. And you haven't seen this, this, um, this metamorphosis occur in the past decade like you have in others. So now more than ever are these corporate structures threatened by the guys tinkering in their garages. Um, so I think that if it were their plan to provoke him to increase the size of government, it would be a smart one. And as I just mentioned, now they are more incentivized than ever to do so. Yeah, and you, uh, you know, the word provoke, it just reminds me of James Perloff, um, who, mm-hmm. who's on our show, who talked about, you know, the, when the United States wants to wage war against somebody, they don't, 
overtly and offensively, uh, you know, go and attack them. They provoke the other side, um, to act first. Um, and, and that's exactly what, you know, we're seeing here. And I just, there's a very few reasons that in my mind that we see what we're seeing and how we're seeing it play out. Um, and I believe that these, these global satanic elite, they have, you know, plan A, B, C, D, E, F. I mean, they think of everything they possibly can. So a lot, a lot of what we see, I wonder how choreographed it is and how, um, it's put out there to provoke certain responses. I mean, they've been calling for a Trump impeachment since before he's been in office. We know, um, whether it's real or, or it's fake, they don't like this man. They don't like his policies. So they're going to do whatever they can to take him out, whether it is through his own actions or from what they'll say is his own inactions. Um, but moving back to, uh, you know, Amazon. So, so I just want to mention our guest, Josh Kaplan, his website, folks visit his website every day, bookmark it because he, he's, I'm going to tell you, you don't need any, you don't need much else than vesselnews.io. It's vesselnews.io. Just go to our, our program description. You can click on the link to Vessel News. It's a one-man operation. This guy works his heart out, and uh, we owe him a debt of gratitude. He's got some great items there, vesselnews.io. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and he said uh, daily he, he scrolls over five, six, seven hundred websites and feeds that he has to find the uh, the most important content that he then uses to update his website with and that's a um, a great place to start for for news and information back to the google youtube amazon this internet tech conglomeration that is um you know silencing people by demonetizing taking away their money censorship um you made it you, you made a statement that we talked about off air and, and then just in the beginning here where you said that even um you know more moderate and and some left-leaning sites are going to be uh they'll be gone after too and i imagine that's after you know, a lot of what they consider, you know, the extreme right or the Christian right will be will be taken out first. Um, how far do you think it will go? I mean, you mentioned you gave an example of uh, the Blaze, for instance. Um, I mean, are we looking at? Are they just going to go down the line and, and everybody who disagrees with them, they're going to, um, you know, pull their pull their revenue, you know, kill their ability to uh, be found on search engines? I mean, how far do you think they're willing to take this? Um, they're going to take it all the way. Uh, and the reason why I say that is not because I'm so necessarily focused on the Breitbarts and the Infowars. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking at different data points right now that are, that are manifesting um, at a grassroots level. And where I'm pulling this from is right now we see an effort from the progressive left to spring forth and manifest in the same way that the Tea Party did upon Barack Obama's election in 2008. Um, we had a story that we led with yesterday where there was a, there was a consortment of progressive activists that said that the likes of Nancy Pelosi and Claire McCaskill, the senator from Missouri, um, they should expect primaries. Uh, we're going to start to see um, parallels uh, between the Tea Party and this progressive alt-left uh, movement. And if I could try to make a, you know, a shape, you know, very poor, uh, at, you know, at that, uh, um, <clears throat> um, meta, you know, parallel, I'd say that, you know, Ron Paul started really the, the freedom movement where he got deep down and said, you know, the deep state is after us and we've got to be really careful about nation building. And, you know, Donald Trump took some of those elements to it and put it in his own populist message. Um, Bernie Sanders 
now has demonstrated to the to the progressives that despite this large apparatus behind Hillary Clinton, his message could still resonate, and that has emboldened uh, progressives more than I think many people realize. So. Um, what's going to end up happening is the pendulum is going to swing. Uh, despite my, you know, deep confidence in Donald Trump, I do believe that we're going to see the likes of Elizabeth Warren, uh, try to run in 2020. She may be successful. I don't think so, but she might. But what's going to happen, uh, in eight years from now? The pendulum swings. We went from Barack Obama to Trump. So if we have uh, an energized Tea Party on the left that has been fermenting for years, just wait until they get in power. If the National Review, as we spoke uh, earlier, uh, it thinks that it's going to be immune because it's moderate, they've got another thing coming. They are coming for everybody. Kind of like that Valerie Jarrett comment, uh, paybacks. You know? Oh, yeah. And I think you're right. And I think the what's taking place right now with uh, uh, everything under organizing for action, all of the subgroups, the, the resist fascist groups, or whatever these left-leaning progressive Marxist-Leninist uh, communist groups are uh, under Obama and under these uh, libtards on the left. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I had too, too many adjectives in there, but but the bottom, I, I, I guess, I, I guess the they're they're using the tactics of the Tea Party, removing what didn't work. And uh, accentuating on what does work. We're, I mean, if people under underestimate what we're facing, because because these are a bunch of metrosexual guys, emasculated guys, and a bunch of uh, Amazonian uh, women on the you know on, on the left. Um, I don't think I, I think it'd be a bad mistake to underestimate what we're seeing take place here. I, I would, and I would just want to make one distinction. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, 95% agreement with you. What I would say is that the tactics on the left and the right are fundamentally different in the way that uh, they just, you know, you don't see guys, you didn't see the Tea Party get rowdy and and racist and what you see right now at these town halls, whether it be Jason uh, Shavitz or, or, or somebody else who faced all these very rowdy left-wingers that snuck into their town hall meetings is that these guys get violent. They get rowdy. Uh, Mitch McConnell, who I don't think was at his home at the time, had uh, a bunch of protesters last week. It didn't get a lot of coverage, but there were protesters outside of his uh, Louisville, Kentucky home. I mean, that's kind of scary. You don't you don't necessarily see that all the time. I know Paul Nalen had a um, <clears throat> had a uh, uh, had a demonstration outside of Paul Ryan's house when he was primarying him in Wisconsin. But uh, I would, the only distinction that I would make is that the tactics in terms of how they manifest the left is infinitely more violent, more rowdy, more abusive, more racist. And uh, you're right. That, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, I should have clarified, and I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed that out because nowhere on the on the right was there any violence. On the left, it's that seems to be their, uh, you know, their predilection. It's a monopoly that they have on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're 100 accurate. I'm noticing at the, noticing at these town town hall meetings as well. Um, MSNBC had to go through. I don't know. It, it was it, it, I, I caught just a, a section of of this one meeting. I think it was in North Dakota. I, I don't recall the state, but um, they had to go like six deep before they got one of the attendees, the protesters, who was actually there from the um, from the uh, area. The uh, lawmaker represented. So, so this, this is all, imp- or a lot of this is imported. A lot of this is, 
you're right. I mean, it's for it's for disruption purposes, and it is violent at its core. So you're you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's part of a larger trend, right? I mean, James O'Keefe uh, exposed that during the during the election, where you know a, a large subset of of the of the protesters, whether it be uh, those that were going to Trump rallies or, you know, not too long ago we had uh, riots in Charlotte. I mean, many that were arrested out in Charlotte were from out of state. Uh, I mean, this is something that is characteristic of the left in terms of how they protest and uh, bringing people from out of state on buses has been, uh, according to the O'Keefe tape, something that they've done for decades. Amazing, isn't it? And, and you know, the... the and, and Josh, I don't know how deep you got into the release of the O'Keefe uh, material. Uh, I was looking at that uh, deeply. Is it all from '09? Uh, is it all dated, or is there some more recent? I, I didn't. I mean, that, that's an honest question. I don't. I don't know the answer. There hasn't been anything released thus far uh, that is recent. Um, I suspect there will be uh, more recent tapes, especially now that uh, there is a ten thousand dollar bounty. Uh, I think that that's just a starting point. Uh, I believe that uh, Project Veritas will likely end up offering larger rewards um, if the uh, tapes, either video or audio, are juicy enough. Um, and I think at the at the end of the day, this video, I think, see, the media got this wrong. And the media said, well, you know, the mainstream media said, well, these O'Keefe tapes don't really prove anything. They're old. It's kind of a joke. It's kind of hyping up. It's just for publicity. Um, and they took that as a negative thing. And my view on this is, well, they're absolutely correct. This is a publicity thing. We had at the top of the Drudge Report a Washington Times story, which we curated as well, um, from Bradford Richardson, which stated that James O'Keefe was going to give $10,000 uh, bounty to anybody that has tapes or audio. Do you know what incredible media coverage that has? Not now there's every single person in the media company that's sick and fed up with the bias is going to go right to Project Veritas. I mean, what he did, okay, if he wanted to get that type of widespread international coverage, he would have had to spend millions. But what did it cost them to get these tapes and put them out there? Virtually nothing in contrast. It was a brilliant marketing scheme for something to come. I like that. I, I like how and that's why that, that's a great analysis, by the way. It is, and that's why you see some people calling it a publicity stunt and, you know, uh, uh, a desperate attempt for, for ratings or money. That, you know? Yeah, and, and it's interesting, you know, not only did he release the tapes and ask other people to go, to go through the, uh, hours of footage that they have, but as you said, he put a bounty on the media offering $10,000 for, for inside, uh, footage or for, uh, operatives to, to give him, um, and his organization information that will, continue to damage the credibility of the mainstream media and one of the things we were talking about before you came on was you know there's no better time to um to unify against the mainstream media to go after their lies to go after their sponsors than now when they are when they are weak but my question to you is um you know i always (laughs) every time we see things like this go on and we see the political shifts and and uh these different movements i always wonder how much of this could be a distraction Distraction away from uh, a potential, you know, economic uh, catastrophe, whether it's in the, we see the housing market or the stock market, or um, from you know a, a, maybe a political situation or, or a war type scenario, uh, is it possible yeah, that we're being I just, pushed I, through I, all I just this crap? Say this. I don't like that question, but go I ahead know, and continue. I, you know, I don't like that question. 
Yeah, is it possible that there's something much bigger going on behind the scenes that we're all being uh, made to look away from? Well, I think that that is the that's the the question that um, everybody wants to know, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody has a definitive answer enough to say it in a, you know in a way in which they feel a hundred percent confident. I mean, I've been reading in the alternative media that for a long time that Trump is being set up to fall. Uh, we had a main you know our headline story right after the markets closed till about a few hours ago. We had you know Dow Pow. We had uh, <clears throat> that the stocks have maintained, you know, for the past 10 days, their record levels. I mean, this we see the stock market is booming right now. The Dow Jones is, do, is doing unbelievable. So there seems to be some evidence that if that were to occur, the stage is being set from, a, you know, from the stock market. Um, but to be able to say that all these events, if you want to put them together, may amount to something much larger, it's, it's a very difficult question to take a stab at. No, and you're right. And it is kind of an unfair question. Um, just over the difficult know, question at, at, at the very least. And, but I, I ask due to, you know, looking at history and looking at a number of other events that have happened, whether, um, you know, terrorist attacks or economic events and, and they always, the, the, you know, um, and I was when talking with John earlier today, you know, we talked about a, a person who before the housing bubble, you know, there was a, a series of commercials this person saw, and they had an epiphany that the housing uh, market was in trouble. You know, a lot of people make predictions and whatnot, but um, uh, basically this guy was run out of town and, and, and he sold his home and whatnot, and sure enough, a year later, we had the, the big housing market, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'll have to ask John, but um, it just seems like it's so convenient for the way things have happened since Trump was elected and inaugurated, and the way the media is acting, some of the things they're saying, or they're just, the, especially the, uh, embracing the pedophilia, uh, you know, demonizing, you know, someone like Milo, but then we see what Chris Cuomo said and, um, you know, Bill Maher and they're going back and, and pulling up all these clips. They're the normalization of pedophilia. It just seems that they're pushing the boundary so much in order to grab mm-hmm. everybody's attention that yeah. my mind automatically thinks what's going on on the other side of the room. No, but you know what? It's a tough question. And really for me, the, the, um, the difficulty in trying to crystallize a theory is the entire establishment tried to get Hillary Clinton elected. Mm-hmm. So for that very reason, um, I'm trying to understand a scenario where they actually really wanted Trump to win so that they could crash things under Trump. I mean, would they have done that under Hillary or would they have continued to print money, you know, uh, pump the economy and the, the political structure with as many steroids as possible until perhaps the pendulum swung again in the next eight years. Uh, we really don't know. And you made a good point earlier. earlier. That's like, that's the analysis I like to, I like, I like that. I'm sorry, but I do. If, if you, if you heard what he said, that's the kind of analysis you can find on his website or, or, or the presentation of news based on his analysis like that. Go ahead, sir. You made a, a comment earlier about the Ron Paul and how Ron Paul really got this ball rolling. And I agree with you. And he was, uh, kind of like Bernie Sanders was, he was shut out, um, you know, during his, his runs for president, uh, especially the second time, you know, after he won, you know, the straw polls, some of the straw polls and whatnot, and they, the media flipped it around. But I believe that he did really get the ball rolling for this, this liberty movement. And one of the main focuses of his, um, his presidential runs was the, the Federal Reserve auditing and, uh, nationalizing the Federal Reserve. Do you think that it is possible that this, uh, Trump administration could have been or is being used to 
co-opt a lot of the message, but to stay away from things like the Federal Reserve? Well, I think uh, that the Ron Paul movement um, was really the first seed uh, of the liberty movement, as I mentioned before. And this is not something from my own analysis that I'm coming here today and, and, and espousing, but I'm on Reddit, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and oftentimes on the Donald subreddit, uh, there's stuff about Ron Paul and Rand Paul. I mean, just a, a post the other day was praising Rand Paul, made it to the, the top of the Donald subreddit saying, you know, God bless Rand Paul for, you know, being uh, an integral part of the liberty movement. So it's definitely the seeds that are growing. Uh, and Trump definitely has co-opted it, for sure. He's done a much better job. And we'll just have to see, uh, we'll continue to monitor it and see how it plays out. Josh Kaplan, I want to thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Again, his website is vesselnews.io. That's vesselnews.io, bookmark that site, and check it daily for important information and content. Josh, we look forward to having you back in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. All right, coming up next is Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, CoachDaveLive.com. will be our guest for the next hour. Not going to want to miss it. I'm sure he's fired up as always, and we're going to get right into it. (laughs) Stay with us. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right. You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. Would you like to to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks and Pro Flowers and Casper Mattress and some of the bigger companies out there? Would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program. Go to HagmanandHagman.com or send an email to opportunities at HagmanandHagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanandHagman.com, there's a link where you can, you can, you can, it's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link and go ahead and read the benefits that we have created for you. I think it's, I think it's a fabulous opportunity.
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. the Hagman and Hagman Report. I, you know what? I'm very happy to have as, as our new sponsor, PredDefense.com, P-R-E-D, Defense.com. You know, many people, even those in uniform, have been using shotguns for, for longer than you can imagine. For things that go bump in the night, no one ever disputes the incredible firepower of the shotgun or the need for one. However, what can be disputed oftentimes is that most are not proficient in performing an emergency reload. Have you ever tried to do that at night or under stress? Okay, simply put, when the fastest way to get that empty chamber filled uh, with a fresh shell, that's that, that's that reload situation. Well, people have been trained on how to reload from uh, from a side saddle, but that takes a lot of time, more time than you may have. You usually end up taking your eyes off of the target as well. Folks, I, here's what you need to do. This is a new sponsor. This is a great product. I believe it or not, I have this for my Mossberg five five hundred, and it's uh, go to preddefense.com. P R E D defense.com. It, it's a wonderful solution for that reload situation. It's a patented solution that we know you're going to absolutely appreciate. It's a no brain power required, especially when the adrenaline is pumping. That's preddefense.com, P-R-E-D defense.com. And make sure you let them know you heard about their product on the Hagman and Hagman Report. This hour, we are joined by Coach Dave from CoachDaveLive.com. Got his Coach Dave hat on here. Um, Coach, it's great to have you on. It's been a while, and uh, a lot has been going on since the last time we spoke. Yeah, it sure has. And, Joe, you look good in that hat. And uh, Doug and, and Joe, both of you, I want you to know that those of us who are a few rungs down from you guys understand the attack that you're under. And Alex Jones and Dave Hodges, you guys, are, you know, you guys, that you're that top shelf, and so they're going to. Uh, they're going to come after you guys first. Uh, we know that. And so we, we stand with you, brothers, and fighting this fight because uh, I, let, let me encourage you. We're going to win this thing, fellas. We're going to win. In fact, we are winning. We just don't, we don't understand it. Number one, we don't understand how to win. And because we don't understand how to win, we've been on defense so long that we don't even know. You know, remember old Twilight Zone? Rod Serling said, look, a sign post up ahead. You remember that next oh, stop, yeah. the Twilight Zone? Yep. I think if we open our eyes and if we'll pull back from the everyday bombardment, which I go under, and I know that you guys are certainly under, if we pull back, brothers, there's all kinds of signposts telling us that the worm has turned. 
And I, uh, I'm more encouraged th- right now than I've been. I've been doing this, this gig for 16, 17 years. I'm more excited now than, than I've ever been. I think the worm really turned for us during the last election, but we are in the most critical moment of all. It's like, it's like, uh, in a football game. We always told our guys this. When you score a touchdown, you immediately go for a turnover. Man, you blitz, you do everything you can to try to gain that big mo. And one of the things that I've been concerned about, uh, Doug, Joe, is that, uh, we're not being very, we're not very good on offense. So we score a touchdown and we go back and sit on the bench and we get out our Gatorade and our towels and wipe our faces off and not realizing that the, we've kicked the ball off to the other team and they're advancing the ball. You've got to give them credit. They have never stopped playing offense. Never have. But again, my, right. my, my, co- my coaching experience told me this. <clears throat> I know those guys can play offense. I want to find out if they can play defense. And I always said in my, in our coaching career, I'd watch the football game. I watched the film before we would play and I'd turn off the uh, projector and I was done. And I'd look at our assistants coaches and I'd say, you know what? First team to 40 wins. And that's the way I looked at it. I wasn't worried about how many they scored. First team to 40. So we've got to change our mentality here a little bit. Understand that they've, they've fumbled the ball several times and we have an opportunity like we have never had in 20 years, at least 20 years to advance the ball down the field and put a deadening blow on them, Doug. But uh, we're in a really, really critical time. Just in case anyone gets the wrong idea when you're talking about uh, regaining that mo, uh, Chris Matthews, don't get excited. Okay, Shep <laughs> Smith, don't get excited. Rachel yeah. Maddow, don't get excited. He's talking about momentum when he said mo. Settle yeah. down. All right. Not that, not that I right. not that I wouldn't upset them on purpose, Doug. There you I, go. I would not be afraid to do that, but uh, uh, let, when we do it, let's make sure we do it on purpose. There you go. And, and you know, uh, to his credit, I got I got to tell you, folks, you talk about being under fire. Um, Coach Dave Dobmeyer is is now the uh, I believe uh, Kyle uh, Mantila or Mantila I don't even know how to pronounce this this uh, Yo-Yo's last name but uh, he's got a man crush uh, I believe on on Coach because uh, publishing everything uh, Coach Dave Dobmeyer says and but to me that 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 is a badge of honor because um, looking at what Coach Dave has has done um, has earned him and on Daily Coast too. Uh, Coach David Dobmeyer has been featured on there as well as being an enemy of, of the enemy of them. And, and I, I'll tell you something. Um, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that he has uh, gone through to to really. Um, he's fought. You're fighting a good game, Coach. I mean, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell you're hey, over the target, man. We, we expect. We expect some. Uh, uh, hey, listen. Playing football, I expect those guys to hit back, don't you? Absolutely. And, and you know what? What's we haven't been very good of, uh, Doug. We haven't been very good at hitting back. Oh, and I don't yeah. know whether I, I don't know whether it's our Christian mentality. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, we're in a war. And uh, I better watch what I say because I say stop playing like a girl, and it makes all the feminists mad. It's time we stop playing like girls. It's time we started playing like Christian men, and that's. That's really what we try to do. So I look. I look at it. I take it as a badge of courage. For those of you who don't know, I do a an hour program every morning from seven until eight o'clock every uh, Eastern time, five days a week. We've been doing it for uh, over a year now, and uh, the right wing watch. They're watching us. We got a lot of the enemy that is watching us, Doug. And one of the things that makes our show unique, and I'm not patting myself on the back, is we we teach a manly gospel. We open up the Bible and we go through the Bible and we try to tear down 
strongholds. And listen now, we try to tear down strongholds that Christians have. Mindsets that we've been taught, things that that we've been trained to think about Jesus, that Jesus was an effeminate guy and, and a love everybody guy and never get angry kind of guy and, and that we're supposed to roll over and let the other side have us. And see, there was a real change in Christianity that took place back, back about 1950. And we can get in that a little bit earlier, but if you, uh, having to do with, I believe, uh, uh, Israel becoming a nation, uh, our whole, our whole focus shifted. In America, in American Christianity in particular. And it went from all of a sudden contending, earnestly contending for the faith, which is what we're told to do in the book of Jude, to suddenly packing our bags and waiting for the evacuation to leave. And because we've uh, changed our focus about the great by and by, we've become so heavenly conscious that we're no earthly good. And now we wake up in 2000, and, the election of 2016, people are beginning to wake up and look around and see what's going on. And as somebody said, ain't about time somebody done something. And so it is time somebody done something, Doug and Joe. But I really believe this in my heart of hearts, that this is the greatest opportunity for the church to rise up and be the church. And if the church will do that, the church will accept that challenge. Folks, Donald Trump cannot make America great again. He may get the economy gone. He may turn around some of the... uh some of our uh, wars overseas. He may be doing a lot of stuff there, but the only opportunity for America to be great again is if we go back and re-embrace those values upon which we were founded. So Donald Trump, I, I like to tell everybody that he was just a bouncer at a bar. That's all he was, Doug. He put his foot in the door, and he blocked the door and didn't let Hillary get in there. And as we can see going on, the, the, the number of people and forces that are arrayed against Donald Trump is like something I have never, ever seen. And he is only going to be successful if the church, uh, whatever we call that, and I'm not talking about that brick-and-mortar place. I'm talking about the Doug Hagmans and the Joe Hagmans and the, and the Coach Daves. and uh, the, I can run down a litany of guys. If we are not willing to do what we see our opponents do, take our battle to the streets, stand up and fight against them out uh, where the war is raging, if we're not willing to do that, they're going to bury Donald Trump. And I think we're in a, uh, we've heard a lot of people say 100 day, we're in a 100-day war. Brothers, I don't really know if we have that long, but we got to stand up, we got to push back while we have that opportunity. Um, Very well said. Coach, I want to ask you about something that I saw yesterday in the on Drudge, and I see it again today. Um witches to cast spell on Trump. I don't know if you've been following this story or you saw this, but there is apparently a worldwide movement that is going on tomorrow um, in order to allow these Satanists, these witches, to to try to put a hex on Donald Trump, mass hex across the globe. And there's a story under it, Christian leaders pray for Trump against the demonic realm. Mm -hmm. How much of this, I mean, we know how much the spirit world... uh, it affects everything, and that is really everything um, that's real. Even though we can't we can't see it, we know that the influences are there. Um, are we seeing the the uh, opposition to Trump and the evil ideology uh, starting to openly embrace you know these evil practices? Without- I think they're being exposed, Joe. That's what I think is going on. And okay. I, you know, I, I got I caught the attention, I think, of right wing watch and some of the some of the left when I began back really last summer to begin to talk about the fact that there was dem- demonic possession in the White House. The, the people would uh, people would laugh 
out here in the hinterland, out here where I live, they would say, oh, how can Obama be so stupid? Can he see what's going on? And don't they know what's going on in that government? And, I, and see, one of the biggest mistakes that we've made in Christianity, you guys know this. You know I lead with my faith. You know, I can analyze the culture. I can analyze what's going on. But to me, it all comes down to a spiritual issue. Uh, the Lord said in, in Genesis that he put enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman, between his seed and her seed, and it would be an eternal battle. And it told, told in the book of uh, Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Guys, listen. Barack Obama was, is under demonic control. Now, there are some people who are watching who maybe aren't Christians, who think what I'm telling you is crazy, but I'm telling you, I ain't crazy. And I'm also going to tell you this, that Hillary Clinton is right now and has been since she's been running under a demonic protection. You say, what are you talking about? Well, come on now. We believe, you open up your Bible, you believe in angels. You believe in guardian angels. You believe in demons. We, we, we have this understanding that that spiritual world is out there and they're operating but we don't we don't really understand it we really don't get it and so i began to talk to people about this is back again way last year doug joe and i've been trying to warn them say can't you see what's going on is demonic can't you see if you if you would stop and think about how the goodness of god and how good and great almighty god is well, Sir Isaac Newton, I think it was, one of those smart guys said that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If God is all good, how deep must evil be? It must be unbelievable. And I tried to get people to understand that what we were seeing was demonic in nature. Everything was going on. And I was amazed. I was one of the first guys, Doug, not patting myself on the back. I was one of the first guys cracking the whip on the Trump train because I saw what a lot of people saw I know that I'm all over the place, but stay with me, because I think this is critical for people to understand. God moved to put Donald Trump into office. Everybody who, everybody in America was shocked that he won that election. But here's what we better try to figure out. Did God put Donald Trump into office for our good or for our bad? We really don't know that yet. All we know is that he certainly supernaturally intervened to beat Hillary Clinton. I mean, it shocked, right? It shocked, it shocked the whole world. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain to people all the time that we're going through this, that when I was watching the elections down in the South, remember when the, when the Republican primary started, it started in the South. Yeah. The Bible Belt, right, Doug? Yep. Joe? The yep. Bible Belt. And we were watching election after election, state after state, the golden boy of Christianity, Ted Cruz, in the Bible Belt was getting his hind end kicked yep. by this by this reprobate, right? And we can't believe what's going on. And people are saying, "What's going on? How can this be happening? What are Christians thinking?" And I, you know, I saw something, Doug. I think the average Christian looked at their pastor, and they like their pastor and they respect their pastor, but they said, "You know what? We need a butt kicker in the White House. We don't need my pastor." That's right. My past, my pastor don't have the gonads. He doesn't have the oomph 
that it takes. We need somebody who's going to be man, somebody who has dealt with the mafia in New York, dealt with all those unions, somebody who's been face to face with that. We need somebody like that. And so the Lord supernaturally, I think, gave us Donald Trump, not that he is a righteous man. Please hear me. But he's a bouncer and he blocked the door. And what we have better ask ourselves now is what are we going to do? Hey, Joe, Doug, fumble! That's what I'd be yelling if I was coaching. If I'd be yelling, fumble! What does that mean? Somebody jump on the stinking ball. There's a ball loose. There's a ball loose in America, brothers. And, and are we going to be, are we Christians? We God-fearing Americans. No, you don't even have to be a Christian. Mom and pop, God-fearing Americans. Are we going to jump on the football? Are we going to pick up the football and pound it into the end zone? Or are we going to sit back and pray that Donald Trump's able to do that for us? I believe in my heart of hearts that he is crying out for his support to rise up. If our, if his support rises up, brother, this is going to be unbelievable to watch what goes on. But if it doesn't, if we stay hunkered down in our churches and don't get involved and our pastors wash their hands and don't want to be involved with it, uh, I believe we're going to miss the time of, uh, of the Lord's uh, visitation. I'm not saying Donald Trump is a man of God. Please hear me. I, I, the other night I heard Melania Trump pray. Yes. yes I heard I've people... Been, yeah. I, Doug, I heard people complain about that. I, I did too. A pastor, no less. Yeah, I saw articles are you, about I said, it. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Yeah. Barbara Bush, I never heard her do it. I never heard Laura Bush do it. I don't think I ever heard Nancy Reagan do it. I certainly didn't hear Hillary. Nope. I didn't hear Obama. And I said, my goodness, Melania Trump invited God back in. She at least acknowledged God. And they said, well, she she had to read it. She didn't even believe it. Let me tell you guys. That's the word of God. That ain't just a prayer. You turn to Matthew 7. It is word by word, the words of Jesus Christ. And that word will not return void. And instead, uh, we holier than thou Christians say, oh, she doesn't really mean it. She, well, oh, she's a blasphemer. She doesn't really mean it. I say, wake up, dude. Wake up. <laughs> the Lord's trying to show us something. And if we spend more time praying and working that uh, for Donald Trump, that God might move on his heart, brother, we're going to see the second biggest upset in the history of my lifetime when this deep state, this new world order gets overturned. You know what I think, brother? I'm sick and tired of that new world order. I want that old world order. I want that old America back. There you go. And, and, and okay, wow, you said a number of things here. <clears throat> um, all right, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I I, I, I heard it. Okay, but I caught some of the uh, I caught some of the highlights. I, I know how I know how the game went. I was thinking of you the day after, or, the, or maybe the two days after, thinking, you know, this year or or this election, America is like the Super Bowl. I mean, we, we're like the uh, Patriots, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're it, brother. And, and how everyone kind of wrote off the Patriots. After they were down, you know. They say, oh, yep. man, ain't going to happen. Whatever. And then, bam, they come through. All right. Now, I, I was thinking, boy, you know, I wonder I wonder what Coach thinks about the, about this and then comparing it to our, our situation. That was number one. I just had to say that. Kind of a it's just, we're, we're in the Super Bowl for Western civilization. Keep your thought there a second, Doug. Yeah. 
Western civilization, I'm telling you guys, Western civilization hangs in the balance. Not Christianity. Christianity is going to continue on, but Western civilization hangs in the balance. It, it does. And I think people have a tendency not to see the bigger picture. Not, not to see. And, and you're right <laughs> about Donald Trump. He, he's not going to make America great again. And sometimes, it, it, oh, it, the other thing I want to mention too, when you were talking, uh, I, I should pull the tape, uh, from one of the interviews that you, you were on. June, July, in that vicinity. I think you were one of the very first people who said, yeah, Donald Trump is going to do this. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I thought, and I remember after the show thinking, wow, he really went on a limb saying that because no one was really thinking that at the time. Um, and shame on us, by the way. Shame on me for for not having that faith. But that well, aside. It's, it's not that, Doug. It's, see, we don't uh, we don't understand that God's ambidextrous. Yeah. He's ambidextrous. And we always think with his right hand of authority, we always think that God's moving with his right hand. But I've learned throughout my life, he's always tinkering over here with his left. He's always tinkering, doing something over here that we don't that we don't understand. In fact, he told us that my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. And there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end result there is death and destruction. So if Donald Trump had left us, I'm sorry, if Almighty God had left us to our own devices, brothers, thank God. See, I again, he's in control of everything, but he doesn't control everything. He not, doesn't micromanage. You understand? Right. We have free will. Ultimately, he's in control, but he has given us an opportunity here for his name's sake that uh, that we might be able to rescue rescue ourselves in the times in which we live. But, Doug, if I can... Uh, I'm sorry I get on. I don't, no, I don't get a going. chance to speak to this whole crowd, okay? This is, this is your time. Okay, brother. I, I appreciate that. And I, we, we don't understand the time in which we live. We do not understand the times in which we live. And I think it's a great lesson that the Lord is teaching to all of us in this whole thing. And it's called the leaven of the Pharisees. And the leaven of the Pharisees, Jesus spoke directly about that. He said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. And what was that? Self-righteousness. The Pharisees had this idea, I'm better than everybody. My, Our hands are clean. Us, why we wouldn't do that. And the Lord said very clearly, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. And what does that mean? I'm more righteous than you are. I lost some friends during the, this last election proce- um, process because I came out for a guy they didn't think was righteous. And they, they judged me based on who I was going to vote for. Can you believe that, brother? Can you believe that you would lose friends oh, yeah. based on who you were going to count, cast a vote? But I said, listen, you vote for whoever you want to, but I'm going to tell you something. The Lord can use whoever he wants to use. He can, he can use an ass if he wants to. And if he, his, I see, I saw right then that there was something special that what we needed was somebody to come in, flip over the tables, and give us a chance to re- reclaim where we are. And that's where we are. That's why I say, he's not going to make America great again. He he blocked the gate. Let's go in, boys. It's our turn now. Coach, there's something you said earlier about, uh, you know, the offense and defense. And, and you know, you talked about how uh, these people really have not stopped playing offense. It's amazing their ability to spin and create uh, controversies and, and, and lies into uh, you know, fake news stories that other people that they they broadcast for other people to to and they believe them. How? What's our best? I mean, we know that the mainstream media is failing. We know that the the Democratic Party is failing. The liberal insanity is being shown and showcased for what it is. 
what would be a good way for us if, if you have any ideas um, to put them on their heels? I mean, we see that, you know, stories like the Pizzagate story uh, really bothers them. But there has to be another way um, to expose. I mean, is it just people like us in our audience who are, uh, you know, continuing to spread the information? Because there seems to be, um, it doesn't matter fact or not, people's uh, seem to be shut off to information that they disagree with at this point. So can the old football coach tell you what I'd say to the guys in the mm-hmm. locker room? Hey, boys, talk's cheap. We can talk ourselves till our tongue falls out. Eventually, we're going to have to stand up and we're going to have to do something. You know, Doug, I was at the uh, inaugural. I took a group of about 26 burly guys with me to um, to the, the inaugural, and that was that was something neat to be part of. But the most amazing thing was the next day, when they had the million lesbian march or the million whatever it was they called that thing. When, the march of we, the pink hat revolution. The march of the was, Amazonian masterhood. Brother, I'm telling you, it was it was unbelievable, and we were we had we we held our own. I'll get, I'll tell you that. We went and uh, we made a made it intentional that we were going to boldly counter the lies of the left. And ever since we got back from that, again, I had about 26 guys that are out there with us, and you could talk to every one of them, and they could tell you that they, that they never saw, they never in their life had experienced the power of God when we were bold and the ability to turn back the forces of darkness. See, the entire argument of the left is based on two things, lies and emotions. Lies and that's it. And when you, when you counter the lie, all they can do is flip you off and call you names and we see it happen all the time. And so we, we, we bellied up to the bar. We made the determination that we were not going to be intimidated and we were not going to back down and we were going to answer every challenge that we had. And when I came back from there, Doug, Joe, I came back with this. I told my wife, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm amping it up. I'm going to become more in your face than I have ever been. And the reason, I, I, I had a phenomenon that happens on, on uh, Facebook. Sometimes I like to get on Facebook and just be a provocateur, you know, whether it be a quick little video or whether I just write a little something and post it on there. You know what I find out when I do something, when I do something really edgy, I get a lot of likes, but I don't get a lot of shares. Couldn't figure that out. Why, why you guys just like this? Why don't you share it? Then I realized we're cowardly. See, they like what I said, but they don't want to share it with anybody else because they're afraid somebody's going to get mad at them and counter them and say something to them and defriend them. I said, listen, my buddy Rich, I don't know if Rich is listening tonight. Rich told me this. You know what we need on Facebook page? We need an enemy page. We need a fa- an enemy icon. We got the friend icon. I need some enemy icons because it's time that we begin to figure out in this battle who's on our side and who's not on our side. And until we do that, we're never going to be able to begin to move forward in victory. I'm heading to Austin, Texas tomorrow. There's a big rally down there by uh, uh, Representative Tony Tenderholt. Hang on, coach. Hang on, coach. Hang on. Hang on. Hold that thought. We we got we got we got about three minutes here. uh, We're at the bottom of the hour. Coach Dave Dobmeyer. Coach Dave live. Okay, we're we're gonna pick up uh his trip to Austin, Texas, but uh, boy, he's he's right on the money. Absolutely. We need on Facebook n- not a friend page, but an enemy page. I love it. Thank you, man. I I love it. We're gonna be right back. Visit bookmark Coach Dave Live every morning, seven o'clock in the morning. 
Forget the enemy page. We can just throw a whole Facebook in the track. <laughs> Excuse me. There you go, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, be right back yeah. with Coach Dave. Coach Dave Live is the website. CoachDaveLive.com, I'm sorry. And Coach Dave will be with us till the end of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's a, It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Training House in the Woods, we pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy New Year! This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. You can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Coach Dave Live, that's where the place to go every morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. Get your spiritual fulfillment, your, your shot in the arm, your, your spiritual B12 shot. Your, get your game plan from Coach Dave Dobmeyer, America's coach. 
frankly, our coach here at the Hagman Studios, um, we would gladly follow him into the um, into the game, into, into where the hitting's going on. Uh, by the way, I wouldn't mess with him. He, he could whoop you. No, Seriously. I'm all bark, man. I'm all bark. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I you scare me. But uh, folks, before we get back to Coach Dave, Texas ready. Look, if you're preparing, and you should be, seed banks should be high on your list. Seed banks from Texas Ready, they are the best seed banks in the world. They contain regionally appropriate open pollinated heirloom seeds. They don't. Most seed banks don't take into account geographical differences. Texas Ready does. They will suit. They'll send you seeds to where you intend to plant. Hybrid seeds, they're only good for one uh, one garden. They don't reproduce true to type. That's why it's necessary to purchase stable heirloom seeds from Texas Ready. TexasReady.net, they use certified seeds. They've got over 80-plus varieties of vegetables and fruits, including eight dual-purpose herbs, culinary, and medicinal. That is, the larger seed banks, they come with manuals. Um, you, they will tailor whatever you, you contact them. To contact them, TexasReady.net, the other website, they will tailor their uh, your seed bank to your needs. Uh, they've got a fantastic, fantastic special there at TexasReady.net for Hagman and Hagman listeners. Go to TexasReady.net. That's TexasReady.net. And I'll tell you this weather that we're having this, uh, you know, this these warm uh, weeks and weeks. I, I already pulled my Texas Ready seeds out, and I'm ready to to get my garden started. I, I'm, I'm wanting to to start already, and knowing it's too soon, but. Um, I got them out and I got them ready. So there you go. Uh, once we do hit this, you know, once spring comes around, I'm going to start germinating them in little uh, cups, and then I'm going to, you know, till the garden. And, and when it's time, I'm going to put them out there and plant them. So I can't wait to, and, and I'll take pictures and everything. Texas Ready is the place to go for all your seeds. TexasReady.com. Coach. Dot net. Dot net. Sorry. <laughs> Coach, all right, let's get back right back into this. Um, we covered a lot of ground in the first segment, and during the break, we were talking a little bit. Uh, where do you want to start off right right now? Well, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a shameless plug, Doug. I'm, listen, folks, our, our our show that we do Saturday on every morning, five days a week, it's free and it's archived. And if don't sit around and listen to Rush Limbaugh and don't sit around and listen to uh, Sean Hannity. God bless those guys. Give it, give it a half hour a day. Just listen to what we're talking about because we are raising up. We are, we are poking men in the chest and telling men it's time to man up. And you won't believe this. We're doing it by using this thing right here. And we're trying to show men what a Christian man is supposed to behave like. What a, what a Christian nation with Christian men, how that thing ought to be operating. And to come to the realization that we are in the mess that we are in because Christian men in particular have dropped the ball. We have not stepped up to the plate. And we are coming into a time in America where if the men of God in particular do not wake up, brother, I don't know if we're going to be able to recover. That's archived at CoachDaveLive.com. I promise you. You listen to it, you're going to be glad you do. It's not just me. You've got a bunch of folks that are on the show with us. That's a shameless plug, Doug, but I think it's, the show's that good. It, it, it I, is I, that good. I think it is. It, I think it, it is, is that, that good. And, and folks, and so, support support Pass Assault Ministries, Coach Dave Dobmar. Uh, put your 100% support behind him because he's got boots on the ground everywhere. He's he, yep. he's the guy that goes out, drives 10 hours, take food to people. To, to, yep. it, it, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. 
Coach Dave. So, so along that line, Doug, we're heading to we're heading, as I started to say, to Austin, Texas. Um, I don't know how many folks are aware that uh, there's a bill that's been introduced by Representative Tony Tenderholt down in in Texas uh, to recriminalize abortion. I'm gonna let that sink in a minute. In America, how long are we going to continue to allow them to tear to pieces little children in the womb? And we look at Donald Trump and we say, well, uh, when's he going to sign that executive order? When he's going to sign this executive order? Can I ask you something, folks? Why would you expect Donald Trump to do something that your stinking pastor won't do? Why would you expect Donald Trump to stand up and end abortion when your pastor won't say a damn thing about it? And so down in, in, in Texas, on Saturday afternoon, there is going to be a huge rally. And, yeah, the pro-aborts are going to be there. They are going to be there. But we're going to be there, too. And we're going to do what we're told in the book of uh, Jude, to earnestly contend for the faith. This battle for the future of America, Western civilization, is going to be won lost by the church. Now, I want to read something to you today. I shared this on my show on, uh, I don't know, maybe it was yesterday. Pardon me if I put on my dollar store glasses here. But I think it's important for us to hear this. Let's, uh, bear with me here a second. Hey, listen, I'm sorry if you're not a Christian, okay? It matters to me. I believe it to be true. I believe it to be important. I believe it's the only answer that we have, the only real answer that we have. The book of Titus, it says this. Listen to this. Hmm. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able to able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be shut, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Now, I could go on, but you know who they're talking about there, Doug? Tell me. They're, talk, they're talking about the guys standing in the pulpits. All right. And, the, and, and Titus told it that their mouths have to be shut. We see what's going on in America. It's, it's amazing. Abortion has found a home inside the American church. Somebody can say amen out there. Abortion's found a home. Homosexuality has found a home inside the American church. And can I tell you this? Islam is finding a home inside the American church. And the, Jesus said that he was going to build a church in Matthew uh, uh, chapter 7, no, chapter 13. Said Jesus said he was going to build a church and the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. So what we see going on right now is the prime opportunity for men of God and Christians to stand up and begin to push back. Hey, Doug. If abortion is legal a year from today, there's only one person to blame, and that's those of us who claim the name of Christ. We're the one. Not that it ain't going to be Donald Trump, and it ain't going to be the Republican legislator. If abortion is legal a year from today, it's our fault. You understand that? And we saw, we, we, we saw the, the impact. We don't understand the impact. I'm sorry. That blood of those little baby boys and girls is currency in the spiritual realm. See, see, there, a lot of you don't even know there's a spiritual realm, but there is. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers. Those little babies, their innocent blood. Doug, you know this. I, I read your books. 
I loved your book, Stained by Bilal. I loved that book. And what did you find out in there, Doug? You found, as you were, did your research, you found that there was demonic influence out there, and it had to do with blood. It sure. had to do with blood. And we look at what's going on in the United States of America, and evil being unleashed like we've never seen it be unleashed before. We see Planned Parenthood selling more body parts than AutoZone, and we can't figure out what's going on. We have got to turn off the spigot. Blood, innocent blood, is the spigot. It is the currency in the spiritual realm. And if the church wants to stop this flood of evil, we are going to have to end the scourge of abortion. Now, Doug, this makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Makes a lot of them uncomfortable. There are people listening right now to the sound of my voice. They've had abortions. Men who've paid for abortions. Okay, fellas, that's that's happened. That's all under the blood. But at what point do we wake up and say, my goodness, no more. It has got to stop. And I'm going to tell you that the church is not taking this issue seriously enough. We just are not taking it seriously enough. And that's what is feeding this whole demonic realm. So I'm committed. Some of my buddies were committed to go down to Austin, Texas, and stand all weekend to try to end abortion. Listen, man, it's the church's job. And just you can check it all through the scripture. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. They sacrifice goats and bulls. Why? To cover their sin. They put blood on the doorposts and the lintel. You walk out to Planned Parenthood, there's blood coursing down the, down the sewers of every city in America. We understand, we can't understand why people are killing each other and government's out of control and men are having affairs with men. Brothers, this stuff is all connected, all connected from a spiritual standpoint. And people need to understand that, like you said in the first segment uh, of your appearance, the the yes, this this is a spiritual. There's a spiritual element here, a huge spiritual element. It is, brother. Yep. And and you mentioned about the the demonic aspects of of Obama and Hillary. And the people in that in that venue, same venue, and, and I think I, I think a lot of people just blow that off, don't understand it, or don't want to understand it, or don't want to even acknowledge it. And I think by bringing it up, I think that's when that, that's when really things changed I, for you. If, if I'm if I'm seeing that or hearing this right, when you start talking about that, all of a sudden you start attracting um, the the flock. Yes, sir. That's right. And so there, there is. So, so no, there's, know, a, there's a there's a connection, Doug. Now listen, yeah. I'm going to shocking word for the crowd tonight. Listen, this pedophilia is real, brothers. This is real. Yep. And all you have to do, Doug, you know this. Just yep. go check the local police blotters and see how many missing children there are in America. Now, can somebody tell me where those children are? How could we? How could we? Be shocked that the people who would go into an abortion clinic and rip a baby out of a mother's womb, how could we be shocked when that same cabal of people wants to do it to born children? How can we be shocked by that? And the depth of the evil that is going on underground in this nation is astonishing. And you know what's happened to them in Washington, D.C.? I'm not... I don't hang out in Washington, D.C. I don't have any big friends in D.C., but I can tell you this. 
Everybody in Washington, D.C. has been compromised. They've all been compromised. That's what they we got said. Dirt, yep. They got dirt on everybody. Broad or compromised, that? yes. Right. Larry Nichols told me that. The old Clinton guy, he told yep. me that. They got it on everybody. So the first thing they do when a new guy gets elected to Congress, he comes to Washington, D.C., and they keep after him till they get him in a compromising position. They get pictures of it, and then they own him. That's right. Now, and, and, now, go ahead. Just as the blood is a currency, is used as currency, the, the, yes, sir. This, Brother, is, come on. this is the same thing. You mentioned something about... I just I read an article um, the other day. Um, it's funny how this appears in overseas publications before American publications. But 16-year-old Antonio Lopez of Omaha, Nebraska, gave birth to a baby girl threw it out a second floor, second-story window uh, moments after giving birth, and then uh, asked for a ride in a huge favor on Facebook. Uh, um, and, and she she showed absolutely no remorse for doing this. This is the culture of death. Mm-hmm. That's embraced all of us, and you know. <clears throat> well, they did, they've dehumanized us, Doug. P- folks, please hear me there. Please hear me. That in the uh, genocide is a, is the, a, the attempt to eliminate a people group, a race, culture, religion. You think back to uh, Civil War, and uh, the way that our black brothers and sisters were treated, slavery and. 600,000 men died to freed those slaves. And you know how they were able to, you know how they were able to pull that slavery stuff off, Doug? You know how they were able to lynch people and get away with it? Very, very simply. They simply said they're not really humans. Right. In fact, the Supreme Court of the United States, Dred Scott said what they're six tenths of a human being. So you could do that. You know, you could treat a black guy like that because he's really just a beast. He's not really a person. You can sell him. You can whip him. You can do whatever with him. And it took the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice of 600,000 American men to end that scourge. Yeah. And then we don't have to go too far to go to the 19, late 1930s and see what happened over in, in Nazi Germany. And how were they able to pull that off, Doug? Well, amazing, isn't it? They said that Nazis were less than human. I'm sorry, the Jewish. Jews were yeah. less, were less than human. Yeah. They were subhumans. And since they were less than humans and just animals, well, you know, they're just animals. What does the matter? And they convinced a whole bunch of people that they were just animals. And so then we wake up and it's 1973. And what do they tell us, Doug? That baby's not a baby. That isn't a human being. It's the same daggone strategy that they, that the devil has used Throughout American history. And if we can, we, we know, Doug, I saw it at that March for Life. You know what's happened to us? I'm sorry, not March for Life, but the lesbian march. Used to be a time when you would go and you'd have a debate with those women and they would debate with you as to whether or not that was a life or whether it was a baby or my body, my choice. They would debate that. You know what they debate now, Doug? No. It don't matter. Oh. They have the right. They have the right to do whatever they want to do. It's no. They're no longer in denial. It's a baby. That's how. That's how far we have fallen. They no longer deny it's a baby. Now let me connect another dot for you, friends. See, the Republicans don't really want to end abortion. We know the Democrats don't, because five hundred million dollars goes to them for, to Planned Parenthood, and then Planned Parenthood sends it out the back door to all their d- Democrat uh, candidates and fund their campaigns. Government money going to Planned Parenthood out the back door to the Democrats. They don't, they don't want to end abortion. 
But we got our pro-life Republicans. They want to end abortion, don't they? And we got all these other groups out there raising all kinds of money they can to end abortion. What do they do? Why, they donate it to those Republicans' campaigns. And they go out and they say that they're going to fight abortion. And you know what happens? The money flows in from both sides, and the blood never stops. At what point are we going to wake up and see what's going on with this game and cut off the blood money to both sides of this debate? That's the job of the church. I agree. And right now the church is AWOL. And, yep. and Coach, I mean, you're rallying a lot of support. Go to CoachDaveLive.com and support Coach Dave Live. Uh, Past Assault Ministries Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. Support him. He deserves our support. He's got his boots up there, the boots on the ground. He's out there. You know what we do, Doug? If I can, I, yeah, so people would know this. One of the things that we try to do, uh, Scripture says that no soldier goes to uh, charge, uh, goes to war at his own charges or his own expense. Uh, I'm taking some guys with me to down to Austin, Texas. We took some guys to uh, with us to DC, 26 of them. And Doug, I don't think they ought to have to pay their way. I don't pay them. You understand? I don't pay them to go. Right. But they shouldn't have to buy their own hamburgers, no, no, and they shouldn't have yeah. to pay pay their own flight down there, and they shouldn't have to uh, put gas in their car. So th- that's what we're trying to do. We look at that other side. The other side is so financially solid. Oh yeah. What were you saying today, Doug? A million and a half dollars in five weeks or something like oh, that. Yeah, Some organization is... got yeah right. Yeah. And, and and so we're we're fighting as hard as we can with nickels and dimes, just with God fearing men that have enough of it. We I'm I'm not afraid to say it. We're worthy of our, of your support because we take it to the front lines. And I tell a lot of people I come in contact, you find somebody more front lines than us, you support them. You find somebody that's more actively engaged, you support them for they deserve it. But yeah. brother, we're out there, we're digging holes, planting poles and stringing the wire too, I can promise you that. And we've seen this, Joe and I have seen this, and, and, and we appreciate Coach Dave and, and all of the people behind him. Uh, I, I was going to ask him a question, but if you got a question. Well, I have a question, Coach. Um, I mean, you've been on these front lines and, and leading the charge and at, at many of these events, and you've seen the, the success rate um, and, and the impact it's had. Um, I guess it's a two-part question, one for people who can't uh, mobilize and, and get behind, uh, you know, and, and to these different places, and, and two for people um, who might be looking for other avenues? What better or what other way can people fight uh, aside from being on the front lines with you? Well, as you guys know, we have the Salt and Light Brigade, and that, that it's still we still use the Salt and Light Brigade. And we divide it into three different uh, branches. We have what we call the Prayer Force. Like, wouldn't it be great instead of worrying about these witches casting a spell? Wouldn't it be great if we had thousands and thousands of Christians praying for the protection of President Trump. That's our prayer force. Wouldn't it be great that when we, before we go down into Austin, Texas this weekend, that we have a lot of prayers going out in front of us. People who are preparing the ground force. I call it the air force because they're bombing the ground, softening up the enemy when we go in. And then we have what we, what we call the infantry. And the infantry are those who make phone calls and those who send emails and those who uh, do whatever they can, write letters, try to impact the people down on the ground to make a difference. And then we have those of us that we call the SWAT team, the spiritual weapons and tactics team. We hit the beach. We're the first guys on the beach. And we have seen, if I had more time, Doug, I could, I could rattle off five different things where this process, prayer force, infantry, and SWAT team 
has led to victories that we never thought we were going to be able to do. Remember this, the Bible, all those demons that are down there, all those demons that were at the uh, lesbian march, remember the Bible says one can set a thousand and two can set, two can set a thousand, three, ten thousand. The multiplication power of Christians coming together in spiritual unity is unbelievably power. In fact, uh, the Lord said that where there is unity, he would command the blessing. So all we try to do is get people to join our salt and light brigade. We notify them. We're going to the battle. Hey, those of you who can pray, pray. Those of you who can fax, fax. Those who can send the email, send it. And those of you who can go, baby, let's go. Because, Doug, I don't care what kind of army you have. At some point, you're going to have to put boots on the ground. We right. cannot win this thing without boots on the ground, and that's what we do. You know, if I can, good uh, too. we got this, uh, and folks, you can sign up to get the newsletter. This is Coach's February newsletter. Um, I, I've got I've got newsletters in my office saved going back, I think, 18 months. Uh, I mean, it, it, these are, and they show the, uh, yeah, and it keeps track we of, do it, of man. Yeah, what Coach is doing, what their organization is doing. Um you know, they got pictures and articles and information, uh, and make sure you take advantage of all the information and, and the, uh, but, but and support, what coach is doing coach on the front support. lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Doug, listen, I, there are guys listen right now and I hear them on my, in my morning show and there are folks sitting out there right now and, and, uh, their hearts beating right now. Their hearts beating fast because I'm saying something that's touched them. And they know that they haven't been living out their faith. They know that they haven't been doing what they're supposed to do, and their heart's beating. And here's what I would say to you. If that's you, if your heart's beating, you shoot me an email. You go to my website, CoachDaveLive.com, and you shoot me an email, and we're going to get you in the game. And we're going to teach you how to go. We're going to teach you how to fight. We're going to teach you what to say. We won't ask you to do anything that you're not comfortable with, but I'm going to tell you, hey, Doug, we got guys growing hair on their chest. Because they go down there, they see the enemy, they understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, and when they get done going down there, they want to go do it again. We see men who have their faith come alive, brother. This right. thing is real, and we're looking for men who want to get involved to make a difference. Say, well, coach, I can't go all the time. I got a job. I understand. Sometimes you can. And we give you sometimes good enough notice that you can make it. Sometimes it's short notice. But we need bodies. We need an army. We need men who are who are convinced and understand the time in which we live, and know that at some point we're going to have to meet them toe to toe and nose to nose out on that battlefield. That's right, Coach. Uh, a couple minutes left before we got, we got to cut you loose. So, anything you'd like to promote? Um, obviously, Coach Dave live every morning. Go to the website for details on that. You've got uh, you've got a ministry that that needs to be. Uh, uh, lifted up in prayer as well as financial support. Any, any uh, upcoming events? Are you, you, uh, you going to Austin here? What? Here's what I want to hear. Here, here's what I'm, under the unction of the Lord. Here's what I want to. Here's what I want to promote, Doug. Go ahead. I'm reminded of the movie The Lion King. I don't know if you saw it. It was years ago that that thing was moving. Little, right. you know, the great Lion King who died, and this little baby Simba lived lived after him and there's a scene in that Lion King with this, that little monkey and that little rat I think they were they're jumping around and there's a little Simba and Simba's heartbroken because his daddy's not around and everything and they said come on and they lead him down there and that Simba goes over and he looks over the bridge and he looks down into the water into the reflection and what does he see? He sees his dad 
He sees the Lion King. Simba, his son, sees the Lion King. And he looks down into his son, into his son's eyes, and the Lion King says to his son, Don't you understand, I'm paraphrasing, don't you understand that you are in me and I am in you? And everywhere you go, I go with you. And then he said this to him, Doug. He said, you are so much more than you have become. Oh. That's us, man. That's my message. We are so much more great. We, we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We serve the Alpha and the Omega. Brother, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we are doing disservice to our Lord to allow the devil to run around unopposed. And so my call to men tonight is, come on, man, tighten your belt, earn your meal money, and let's go defend the cause of Christ. That's what I believe is going to be necessary for us to do in, in, the, in the days, years that lay ahead of us. Understood. God bless you, Coach. Thank you so much for, for being on our program. You have blessed us, and I'll tell you, uh, we can only be, uh, oh, just thank you. I mean, I love you guys, man. Let, all, all right, always, man. always an honor to be on with you guys and appreciate all the support. And Joe, put that daggone hat on, man. Makes yeah. you look tough. Makes yes, sir. Bless you guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Thanks. Coach. Oh, thank, God bless you guys. Thanks. America's Coach, our coach, CoachDaveLive.com, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and if you can't catch the show on uh, Alive, then, then definitely uh, catch the archive. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a great show. You know, you talk about common sense and a lot, uh, a lot of mixed, right with things, the, mixed with, you know, the Word of God. Um, and it's a, a great way to start any day. Uh, is to get up and listen to Coach Dave, what he has to say on current events, on, on the world of Scripture, and, and um, where we see the intersection of those two. Uh, CoachLive.com Righteous is man. the website. Absolutely. Yeah, and a great, great crew he's put together. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that. The Prayer Force, the SWAT team. Yeah. And uh, he's got something for, for everybody. Uh, if you want to volunteer your time, uh, to be able to help and make a difference, again, go to CoachDaveLive.com. When we come back, um, a man who's been in the headlines a lot in the in the uh, recent last couple of days and weeks, and who's been on our show uh, in the last few weeks, Robert David Steele, former CIA agent, robertdavidsteele.com. He'll be our guest for hour number three. Don't go anywhere. It should be a very informative interview. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. 
Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Buckle up, buckle up, because we have got really a newsmaker, um, yeah. somebody somebody that's really uh, on fire with respect to understanding, providing information about the workings of the deep state, the, uh, the, uh, the stuff that's going on to turn our constitutional republic into this third world uh, uh, banana republic by way of people like uh, Barack, Che Guevara, Obama, and, uh, you know, his minions, and the Clintons and everyone else, and, of course, uh, you know, with the forces that are acting against Trump. Uh, a man that really needs no introduction. He's got a resume, an intense resume, but uh, you've, you've heard. He's been on our show before. Robert David Steele, robertdavidsteele.com. A link is in our program description to his website and I would definitely, 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 if you do nothing else, purchase his Kindle Shorts. That almost sounds like I'm talking about his tidy whities. <laughs> it's, I'm not. Okay, go to, go to Amazon.com and look up, uh, Robert David Steele. He's got some excellent Kindle Shorts there, uh, meaning short, uh, um, novellas. I, that's a wrong word, but short writings. And, uh, support this guy. This guy, this guy is doing more, I think, for the pro-Trump, pro-Republic, pro-freedom movement than most people really realize. Before we get to him, I just want to mention personalized broadcast brought to you by healthmasters.com. You want a great nutritional supplement, healthmasters.com has got it. I, I would, look, don't take anything else. 
buy your ultimate multiple from Health Masters. That's healthmasters.com. They've got the Cortisol Buster, brand new product there. They've got vitamin B, C, and, and the uh, vitamin Bs are, are something. I took, uh, I was on coast last night and I, I was feeling kind of, you know, so I took four Bs. I think it was four B tablets during the show last night. Man, I was awake, I was solid awake through three o'clock, three thirty this morning. It was just incredible. So, healthmasters.com, use the coupon code DUG5. That's DUG5. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last. So, healthmasters.com, DUG5. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Robert David Steele is our guest. And if you've been paying attention to the alternative media, he's been doing a lot of interviews lately and, and sharing a lot of important information. Uh, Mr. Steele, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, I hope you guys will call me Robert. My dad is Mr. Steele. All right, Robert. <laughs> now it's it's been a while since, or it's been a number of weeks since you've been on our show. If, if you don't mind, fill us in on what's what's happened, uh, if you can, to, to the extent you can, fill us in on what's oh, happened. Since absolutely. Right. Um, as best I can tell, at least a million people have read the memorandum, uh, and it is being it's going all over the. Place. And I want to bless those people that have sent me donations because it turns out that 20,000 to 30,000 people visiting my website crashes it. Uh, so we put several hundred dollars into, into upgrading the bandwidth and the data. And so the attention that you've sent my way has also come with donations. So God bless you all. Um, here's the bottom line. Uh, I have spoken to some people who have some inside access at the White House, and I also listened to John Bannon talk today at CPAC. And what's become clear to me is that Donald Trump has received the memo. Steve Bannon and Rens Priebus have the memo. Of course, Priebus got it in mid-December and refused to deliver it to the president. But what has become clear from Bannon's public statements and from my insiders who got me uh, a readout is that Steve Bannon is under the delusion that he won this election for Donald Trump and that the only people that matter are the white people that voted for Donald Trump and that he can safely ignore the 73% that did not vote for Donald Trump. So what Bannon has told Trump is you can ignore Steele, you can ignore this memorandum, just fulfill your promises to the 27% that voted for you, the Republican Party will be fine. You will be fine. Most humbly and respectfully, I think Steve Bannon is not only wrong, he is going to destroy Donald Trump. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a miscalculation if you're going to depend just on that small percentage. When I say small percentage, of course, that's relative to the bigger picture. But, uh, yeah, um, wow. We have CPAC going on now, and, and there's headlines about um, Bannon. You know, I think one of them from the Hill said Bannon shows his softer side at CPAC. Um, I think and, they all do, though, at that. Well, he also there. showed his uh, his fatter side. It looked to me like he was really stretching out there. Yeah. This is not a healthy man, um, and I'm concerned for his health. Uh, what I am what I am seeing is some real self-delusion and I don't think Donald Trump shares those delusions I think Donald Trump knows very well in fact Donald Trump has probably done something Steve Bannon has not done which is read my Donald Trump accidental president uh, under Sage and by the way for your listeners please be assured everything I offer on Kindle is also free online so you can either buy it on Kindle if you like Kindle or you can just look up the title um 
in one of the search engines and you'll get to it free online. But my accidental president explains precisely how Donald Trump won by accident. Right. And I think it's absolutely vital that Donald Trump fulfill the promises that he made. I mean, I love every promise he made. Uh, however, he is under attack from three different groups. And I outlined in the memo for Trump that I think it's going toward two million. Uh, reading it this week. In fact, there's now a, a really cool Google graphic, or not Google graphic, but there's a really nice graphic with Uncle Uncle Sam saying, I want you to read this memo, and it's going viral, and people are even talking about turning it into yard signs and putting it in the back of their car. Uh, so this is great. I mean, I've never been part of something like this. I've always been anonymous and marginalized off to the side. But the bottom line here is Donald Trump is being attacked by three different groups. And this attack is going to begin in earnest with Berkeley-like violence when the weather gets warm at the end of March. I agree. I And that's... Yeah. And, and, and Okay, let's talk about this. Let's spend some time on this, if you don't mind, because I... I I've, your hands. Uh, man, I, I'll tell you something. I have never... Look, um, you know, on, on one side, you've got Organizing for Action, the third iteration of Obama's Organizing for America, and all that all that encompasses. Then you've got... You've got uh, uh, millennials for Revolution. You've got the Resist Fascism. All, all these subgroups. All these these. Uh, well, you've got forty-eight million dollars worth of George Soto's funded activities, including the new one that just rolled out. Hashtag Resist. Yep. From MoveOn.org. Yep. Okay. And, and then, okay, that that's the chaotic uh, realm. Then over on the other side, you've got the lawfare side, where you, um, what is that uh, group? United for or United to Protect Democracy. The, the uh, $1.5 million initiative of the insiders of Obama, the, the Obama insider attorneys who are, are uh, setting up shop in D.C. To, to throw lawsuit after lawsuit um, against Trump and to, to gum up the works there. So, but getting back to the chaotic side, you're, you're seeing this, as you point out, that the Soros-funded, um, Tides uh, organization-funded uh Groups, I have no doubt in my mind that things are going to get violent this summer and spring. Well, let me let me sum it up for your listeners because really, I in the memo I identify three three uh, three knives in Donald Trump's heart. Uh, the first one is the extreme left and the mainstream media, which is already starting to talk about impeachment and treason. The official narrative is out there, and there's basically absolute planning to impeach Donald Trump, and the mainstream media is going to be singing this song for the next few months. Track two is the is the um, extreme right under Dick Cheney, who's doing everything to hijack the Trump presidency and put his people into power uh, and essentially undermine Trump in every possible way. And then track three is the deep state, which is actually the CIA, the NSA, and all of the people who are manufacturing evidence against Donald Trump. Uh, I'm extremely concerned. I was one of the people who beat back the lies by John Brennan with respect to the Russians hacking the election. I think we have only begun to see the evil that is going to come out of CIA and NSA against Trump. Um and so those three things are coming to a head. But the one that really concerns me, the one where the weather matters and the timing matters, is Berkeley times a thousand. You all saw what Berkeley looked like, okay? Berkeley was not only violence with 
people dressed in black wearing hoodies, but it was law enforcement officers ordered to stand down. The governors are not Donald Trump's friend. The governors are part of the establishment. They're part of the two-party tyranny. Um, and I'm really very upset with Priebus, because had he done his job in faith to Donald Trump, in mid-December he would have given the president-elect the memo, and Trump would have squelched all of this on Inauguration Day by announcing, I'm an accidental president, I'm a fringe president, the system is rigged, my first order of business is to unrig the system and bring every American into the tent of democracy. He didn't do that because Priebus didn't deliver the memo. And now Bannon is telling him, you don't need an Electoral Reform Act. You don't need Cynthia McKinney and Dennis Kucinich to appeal to the people of color and and, and to the left. Uh, You don't need to listen to Robert Steele. I got this, Donald. Just leave it in my hands. Well, I'm sorry, but if Donald Trump leaves this in Steve Bannon's hands, Donald Trump will not finish out his term. Yeah. I'm afraid you're right. I've and I heard you and Greg Hunter. Uh, I heard you as well on Infowars and others. Uh, you've really been been uh, saying a lot of this. You started this. I will never forget you started this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll gladly take the take the blame for this. But you know, uh, so okay, where do we go from here? Because you you have really laid out some great stuff. And, you know, it's, I was talking to John, our producer, John Robertson, God bless him. I was talking to him today and I, we were talking about this very issue and, and yet you can't, we, we cannot, we, you can, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can, there's only so much we can do. So, all right. I, I'm very concerned about your statement too. And I feel the same way that I don't think, uh, if, if things don't change, Donald Trump will not finish his term. So, uh, but, but I'm going to tell you something rather than us, even uh, why don't you why don't you go where you want to go in terms of the the topics because well, you've been on target so many times. I, I've thought about challenging Bannon to a duel. Um, <laughs> Seriously, an old fashioned duel. Uh, well, there's two ways we could do it. I, I mean, I would love to see a groundswell of of. Uh, Twitters and uh, although Twitter is censoring pro-Trump people, sure. And uh, there's a new hashtag now: um, pound sign Google Gestapo. Um, <laughs> Google just deprived Alex Jones of 3.5 million dollars in ad revenue through oh, a yeah. ad roll. They did this without due process. Uh, they simply labeled Alex Jones fake news. They could label you fake news tomorrow, and oh, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the same time, Google unlisted Natural News. Mm-hmm. Natural News was digitally assassinated. At the same time, you have legions of trolls who are labeling people like you and me as spammers. Yep. So that people who are making comments, sound reasonable comments at Rolling Stone and Mother Jones and other places, they're being labeled spammers by a hundred people whose job is to click the button that says report abuse on a person who's saying something perfectly reasonable. And because Mother Jones and all these people are lazy and they're just relying on the number of clicks, never mind where they came from, all of the activists that are loyal to Donald Trump are being labeled as spammers and are disappearing. That's right. There is a digital holocaust going on. 
uh, in America today it, you know, against Donald Trump's supporters. And I, if I, I could be mistaken, it, this could be operator error on my part, but I was looking for something uh, that had something to do with you. I had found it. I had found it, and uh, I didn't bookmark it. But it, this was a digital file. When I went to search for it, I did a search on Google. Using Google, it came up nothing. And, and I, I, um, I, I don't have my notes right here. They're in my office. But um, I used uh, a couple of other search engines. I finally found the file I was looking for. Something you had published 18 months ago. Well, what, in looking at this, they had uh, Google had delisted the archive of that document. And this is what they're doing. This is what they did in Natural News. The same thing yes. they, they did. So yes, yes, yes. There, there is a digital pogrom going on. Right, right. And and I, this is how they. I believe this is one aspect or one tactic they're they're using to to, to silence us or to make us. Oh, I I completely agree. And and I have. Uh, it turns out that Google's lawyer is Brendan Sullivan. Uh, this is Brendan. I am not a potted plant, Sullivan. <laughs> guy that defended Oliver North. Um, and I have had John a couple Cap. of emails. I've had I've sent Brendan Sullivan a couple of emails and I've said, you know, you're complicit in this digital holocaust. Um, and he hasn't responded. I've I've reached out to the Washington Post reporter that's covering Google and I I I believe that Jeff Sessions should immediately order a RICO, a racketeering investigation into Eric Schmidt and Google and all of its assigns, which includes AdRoll and YouTube, as well as Facebook and Twitter. We need an investigation that demands full disclosure of who is being censored and how. There is, in fact, no quality control. These people are like the Wild West. They're a law unto themselves. And unfortunately, the people they most want to silence are us. Yep. Um, and, and I don't think that Donald Trump has people around him that are sophisticated enough to really understand what's being done. Historically, the Silicon Valley people have always been Democrats. They've always been pro-Clinton. So Trump does not have a deep, he doesn't have a bench in this area. And he's not really aware of how much damage is being done to his supporters by extrajudicial censorship and delisting and so forth. Well, it, it, we have a lot of insiders at play here. You've got, um, uh, well, PayPal, PayPal has blocked, and this is old news, WikiLeaks funding. Well, that was the first one, absolutely. Yeah. And you got, you got what, uh, Pierre uh, Odemeyer. Who's, uh, the eBay, founder of eBay, eBay and PayPal, uh, involved in, um, uh, I mean, he's a key, key figure in who determines what allowable opinion is. Um, the Democracy Fund, uh, uh, Pierre, Intercept founder, um, I mean, all of these people, I'm just looking at this. And Robert, so, I got a question, if I can. Go ahead. Um, before we get too far away from what you said about natural news and Infowars and, and Google, Google Gestapo, um, one of the things that was interesting about this story is Mike Adams from Natural News published a story about how he was offered $50,000 to oh, yeah. uh, throw Jones under the bus publicly, and if he didn't do so, he was going to be censored and targeted um 
himself as he as we saw him as they carried out and you know he published that right away and explained to everybody what was going on and then they turn around they they cut the ad ad revenue for jones and then they uh, as you said you know digitally annihilated or erased uh you know natural news in their web archives does he have a legal um is there a legal remedy here for him to take with, I, I, think, the I think there is. Now, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I think there is a legal remedy. And one of the things that I find really appealing about this is we could go after them on racketeering charges, okay, which is a really big step up. And Jeff Sessions is the perfect attorney general to go after Google and Eric Schmidt specifically. Uh, Eric Schmidt is the architect of this. I've heard Schmidt talking about this for, for years now. Um, and we have the added problem that the mainstream media is producing fake news, but of course Google is not going to censor them. It's not going to delist crap news network. Um, so it's, it's absolutely fascinating, um, demonstration of digital power that is outside the law. Now there's some things that we the people can do. For example, I personally use DuckDuckGo. Right. DuckDuckGo not only protects your privacy, they won't delist you. Um, so DuckDuckGo for me is an alternative to Google. I stopped using Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn long ago. And I was just talking to my virtual chief technology officer, Arnold, uh, Stephen Arnold is one of the most brilliant people on the planet. Now, ArnoldIT.com, uh, you can subscribe to his stuff. But I was asking him about, can we replace Google, Facebook, and um, Twitter tomorrow? And he said, yes, we can. There are alternatives, uh, and these alternatives exist. And I'm also looking at Steemit, and, uh, and an alert reader came in to me. I'm getting some really good emails, by the way. People are sending me in things. For example, I didn't know this, but congressional districts are drawn or apportioned based on how many people are there, including the illegal aliens hmm. and non-citizens. I didn't know that. So I'm changing the Electoral Reform Act to to have congressional districts drawn on the basis only of citizens uh, who are eligible to vote. There you go. Uh, it, it's quite astonishing that, that we're at a point now where every institution in America that is supposed to be providing us with truthful information has failed or been captured. The universities, academia has been captured. The newspapers have been captured. The radio and TV stations have been captured. The government lies about unemployment and inflation and toxins and health hazards and everything. Um, it's almost as if we the people are wandering into a wilderness where we're going to have to reinvent how we determine what the truth is. This is quite fascinating. Um, I'm not going to agonize over whether Donald Trump outgrows Steve Bannon. Um, but I am very concerned that if he doesn't do something very serious, and, and part of this is holistic, okay? I don't think Trump, because Bannon refuses to face reality, I don't think Trump has a clear understanding of the fact that he's under attack from three sides and he has two weeks in which to make a decisive move. And, and that's frustrating. Why do you say two weeks? Uh, because historically, I am, my first graduate thesis was on revolution, predicting all aspects of revolution, including the timing. Okay? We were supposed to have a hard winter. 
The Farmer's Almanac said we were going to have more snow than usual, and I don't know if that's still going to happen in March or not. But the bottom line here is that historically, the revolution begins when it starts getting warm right? and is going to stay warm where people can be out at night, okay? So my best guess, looking at my calendar, my best guess is that the new Berkeleys are going to start on the on the um uh, on the 18th and 19th of March and no later than the 25th and 26th of March. And they're going to culminate in 3 million people being bused to Washington DC on May Day to trash the city. That's my personal speculative assessment. Wow. I personally think Donald Trump and the FBI should be paying attention to this. And oh, by the way, NSA, which listens to all of the politicians' phone calls and reads all of their emails, NSA has never provided good support to the FBI. I'm quite certain that NSA has every phone call that Eric Schmidt has made in organizing this Google Gestapo, hashtag Google Gestapo. I'm quite certain that NSA has every phone call George Sotos has made in planning a violent American spring. But NSA is part of the forces arrayed against Donald Trump. Now, I do want to mention to your listeners that the president has the authority to close NSA down tomorrow. Absolutely. It does not have a legislative charter. The humane way to do it is to simply turn out the lights and order everybody to go home with full salary while we sort this all out in the next 90 days. But the bottom line for me is that closing down NSA and closing down CIA, they're both worthless in terms of actually running the country. That doesn't do anything other than it's like the Dutch kid with the thumb in the dike. You've got to have the Electoral Reform Act so that Donald Trump can create a movement that includes not only the white people that Steve Bannon is so close to, but the people of color that Cynthia McKinney can recruit. I mean, Cynthia and I talk daily, and she's in Asia right now, but we Skype and we email and we're in close communications, and I think she's one of America's heroes. Um, she and I have talked about how the Clintons put more black people in jail than there were slaves at the beginning of the Civil War. And Cynthia McKinney has the power, with Donald Trump's help, to go out and recruit the people of color and bring together the people of color, the white people, the Latinos, and all others, and create a Donald Trump liberty and freedom and democracy movement that can swamp the two-party tyranny, which only represents 30% of the voters. That's so right. I'm very frustrated because I see all of this so clearly, but I got no one to talk to except you guys. Well, and just a. So, what uh, tens of thousands of our closest friends, but but <laughs> but, but I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you something. All of whom have sent me email. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you, I think you're right on the money, and you know, you mentioned the NSA, um, the folks, and before, tailored access operations. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but before Obama left office, one of the the last major things he did was expand oh, yeah. Yeah. the surveillance powers to allow, I think it was 16 or 17 branches yes. of government, the uh, information, unfiltered information from the NSA. So the FBI could request it and get it without, you know, the NSA going through it and only uh, targeting out the person that they're looking for in those person's uh, conversations. Right. Um, so there are, I mean, Obama did expand that's that, a which very, is a bad very, move. That's a very important observation, but let me give you another one. I had lunch with William Binney. Who, who is my choice for running what's left of NSA after we close it down. Um, 
Biddy says that the intelligence community is basically lying. No, he didn't say they're lying, but he said the intelligence community is presenting to Jeff Sessions and the president so-called routine authorizations for continuing their activities. Robert, hold on. No, stop you right there. Boy, that's a... We're going to pick up there where we left off what the NSA is doing. Um, Wow. Yeah, in terms of uh, with with Trump and Sessions, uh, we're up against a break, folks. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Our guest right now is Robert David Steele. His website, robertdavidsteele.com. Um, Give us he's three making a lot of a lot of waves in in the media in the last few weeks with a lot of important information. And he'll be right back with us for our final segment after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? From all of us at Training Post in the Woods. We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy New Year! everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. 
means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. The Hagman, Hagman Report. Folks, we have got a tremendous, tremendous guest, Robert David Steele. This guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. Listen carefully to him. Uh, extremely intelligent, extremely on the money with respect to the mapping the human domain. <laughs> Remember that old Jade Helm term, but, but he knows where, where things, where things are, where the bodies are buried, uh, Indeed, uh, former CIA officer. I may have gotten that wrong. Uh, former CIA. Uh, yeah, that works. That works. That works. All right. Yeah, that works. Just not agent. Agents commit trees and officers recruit them. There you go. All right. Again, you got to listen to this man. RobertDavidSteele.com is his website, and also his Kindle shorts very well worth twice as much as you pay for them. Uh, they're free as well, but I, I do like to support the work of people who put the work into it. Before we get back to Robert David Steele, I just want to direct everyone's folks, Precious Timber, PreciousTimber.com. They are sponsors of ours. They are good friends of ours. Alex Wilson is a good friend of ours. He's got a number of different initiatives for people, whether they're investment or even bug out type of uh, initiatives, uh, property, anything you can think of. Go to PreciousTimber.com. One of the things that he does have for accredited investors is, of course, investing in coconuts. And it might sound like a ridiculous thing, but believe it or not, coconuts have got a long-term 15% return on average on investment. Um, that's not a claim, but that's a potential, okay? It's a triple bottom line opportunity. There, you can go to uh, profitsandcoconuts.com, but visit preciousTimber.com. Look up what Alex Wilson is doing. We've had him on our program before. He's a great guy. He does a lot of work for not just people, but entire countries. And we're talking about Nicaragua and the people there. But uh, you'll get a lot of benefit from his initiatives. That's Alex Wilson, PreciousTimber.com. If you're interested in uh, putting uh, some, if you're interested in, in your long-term investments, ProfitsInCoconuts.com, uh, there. Now, I, I have to say this because if I don't, somebody's going to spank me. You ready? Listen. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase, offering made by prospectus only. I, I can't do that in my radio voice, but uh, you got it. So there you go, Joe. Excuse me. We're talking with Robert David Steele from robertdavidsteele.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Just before the break, we were talking about the NSA, and you were uh, getting into a story. Yeah, about- I, 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 I had, I, I got to tell you, uh, Robert, I, I gave my regrets to uh, William Benny. I couldn't make lunch that day. <laughs> if, no one's laughing. No, that went over my head. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you should have him on as a guest because well, he's to. one of the men I admire most. He is he is a soup he's a senior executive officer, like a flag, or yeah. like an admiral or a general in civilian terms. Yep. He actually created what was good about NSA. Right. And it was also very respectful of American privacy, and he's gone on to recreate that outside of NSA. If I were God 
I would close NSA down after letting William Binney first pick out the 30% he wants to keep. And I'd move the 30% over to CIA, which should become, should be restored the, the, um, uh, the, the, the DCI, the Director of Central Intelligence, should be restored. We need to get rid of the office of the Director of Intelligence. That's just a thousand people wasting taxpayer money. Um, and then I would close NSA. But right now, the priority right now is for Trump and Sessions to refuse to sign any more authorities for NSA or CIA. Period. Cut them off. Okay. All right. And they need to get Benny in there and talk to him. And of course, they they need to talk to me too. Uh, Benny's the expert on NSA. I'm the expert on CIA. By the way, uh, CIA friend or foe to, uh, to Donald President Donald Trump right now? Well, again, there's no such thing as a monolithic CIA. I mean, your your listeners can search for seven CIA's on right. the record, and that's me talking about the seven CIA's. What you really have at CIA is perhaps 30 traitors who believe that they know best and that they can do anything they wish because they are above the law. Um, there are also 30 traitors at NSA and 30 traitors at the FBI. Uh, and this is why counterintelligence was one of the four things that is in my memo for Trump uh, that he needs to address. And this is what frustrates me. I mean, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a very smart man, and I'm told he's very personable. But he has a staff that is just so myopic and incapable. And General McMaster was a mistake. Uh, there are ten high-level threats to humanity. And Donald Trump does not need a national security advisor, particularly one in uniform who is about to be retired by the chief of staff of the Army. Uh, what he needs is someone who can do strategy. And strategy means doing all ten high-level threats to humanity, nine of which are not military. And they include poverty and crime and... Um, but, but didn't McMaster expose the criminality in Vietnam through a recent book? Uh, well, it's not so recent, and I think he's overrated. But what also troubles me is McMaster swore loyalty to Hillary Clinton and uh, was a never-Trumper. Okay, that's right. Period. Yeah, I, I, I remember mean, that. I'm not sure anyone told Trump that. Uh, now, I have no problem with McMaster. I'm sure he can be saved. But the bottom line is I'm absolutely certain he cannot recite from memory the ten high-level threats to humanity. Which I can, and I will if you'll give me a chance, but I'm not going to push it on you. Forgers, brother. <laughs> well, i got to hear this. Um, these ten high-level threats were identified by Lieutenant General Brent Scowcroft, one of the greatest national security advisors we've ever had, um, and the members of the high-level panel. And they are in this order. Poverty, infectious disease, environmental degradation, including losing our groundwater for our crops, um, interstate conflict, civil war, which we have now in the United States, genocide, other atrocities, including pedophilia, and killing kids when you're done with them. Uh, and then you get to proliferation, terrorism, and transnational crime. Nine of those threats are not military. And eight of those threats are completely ignored by the CIA and NSA and everybody else. They only focus on interstate conflict and terrorism. And by the way, we're creating the terrorists. The United States government under Obama created ISIS. It armed ISIS and it trained ISIS. The Saudis provided the money. So these are facts that the mainstream media is not going to report. 
what's your opinion? And th- thank you for those those ten threats to humanity and folks. Uh, and to America. What's that? And to America. And, well, right. Fifty percent of America is below the poverty line. I didn't realize it was fifty percent. It's huge, and and you know all those jobs Obama created; those were part-time jobs with no benefits. Right. Right. Okay. We are all hurting. The average unemployment rate is twenty-three percent. The unemployment rate in my demographic, old guys, is forty percent. The demographic in my really small, uh, the unemployment rate in my really small demographic, old guys, former spies who tell the truth, is one hundred percent. Okay. Wow. Uh, single moms, people of color, 40% unemployment. Um, the mainstream media is a complete fraud. Right. And I am very upset when Senator McCain, who I believe is going senile, when Senator McCain says that a free press matters, he's right. When he says that we have a free press in America, he's delusion to the point of being insane. Similarly, when James Baker gets on CNN and says we have a functioning democracy, yeah. He is actively lying to the American public. Yeah, we don't indeed. have a functioning democracy. We have a two-party tyranny that lives on 30% of the base and works for Wall Street, not Main Street. All right. And, and, and yeah, you're 100% right. Now, uh, we've gotten pages of emails wanting you to address, uh, uh, Pete, uh, Gate, uh, the larger aspects of that, as you referenced with. I'm glad to. Greg, Greg Hunter. But I, I don't want, uh, Robert, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, we've only got uh, about 20 minutes left, if that, and I don't want to waste any precious time. So if you've got something more that you would like to address, I want you to make that decision. But in absence of that, uh, I got a no, bunch let's, of people. Let's, let's, let's move on to pedophilia because that's the, that's the edge. Let me make, let me make two comments about pedophilia. The first is that because the mainstream media and the FBI have been so irresponsible about not covering pedophilia, now what you have is a vigilante mob. And this vigilante mob is making mistakes. I know, for example, a very talented painter and author named Nora Maccabee. She is being tarred, and her father, who deals with orphans in Haiti, are being tarred as being part of this pedophilia network. To the best of my knowledge, they are not. They live in the same neighborhood as Comet Pizza, or whatever it's called. Right. And there are pictures of her with the pedophile that is the alleged pedophile. I'm that aware. Runs so, as an intelligence professional... I really have been promoting Citizen Intelligence Minutemen for the last 30 years. But the job comes with a responsibility. And right now what we have is a media, a social media mob. So let me say straight up, people, if you trust me at all, stop picking on Nora and her dad. Okay? Now the second thing that I'll say is that the FBI has started to work the pedophilia target. And there are over 30 senior politicians in Washington who are on the list, and they know they're on the list. I don't know what Trump's plan is, but I think he will probably have two or three high-profile arrests in the next couple of weeks. And the rest are basically going to be told, you trouble me any longer, and you'll be added to the arrest list. Now, I really want to stress truth and reconciliation. Okay, I have had pushback. Not a lot, 
maybe five very strong emails from your listeners who have said pedophiles should be dropped into the ocean with a millstone around their neck. Right. Okay. In fact, Greg Hunter said that on, on USA Watchdog. Mm-hmm. Let me explain why truth and reconciliation matters. If you capture a pedophile and you have a truth and reconciliation program in place, they will give up all the other pedophiles. Okay? Right. So you can clean out the whole nest. If you don't have a truth and reconciliation program, then they're going to clam up and you're only going to get one pedophile. What matters here is getting the truth on the table and clearing them all out. All right? Right. Now, you can certainly go back later and in selective cases decide that somebody is such a threat to society they need to be put away. But by and large, educating the public is much more important than punishing the individual. Okay? Educating the public, getting the truth on the table. All right? What people don't understand, and this is the last veil, what people don't understand is that pedophilia is common. And law enforcement, including particularly the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department and the New York Police Department and the Washington, D.C. Police Department, they have all been trained, ordered, and made to ignore pedophilia. Okay? Law enforcement is part of the problem because they have been told by the politicians, including the mayors and governors of every state across America, do not investigate pedophiles. The same thing happens in the United Kingdom. Okay? The Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, one of the past Prime Ministers, is now a proven pedophile. He was protected and covered up for decades. And that's why I think Rens Priebus has got to go. Because Priebus covered up for Denny Hassert and everybody else. That's true. Priebus is part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. And for those who don't know, Denny Hassert is a convicted uh, child Rapist. I don't know what exactly he's convicted for, but he was a former uh, Speaker of the House extortioner. Years, I believe. Oh, p- p- pedophilia, but I think in addition to that extortion, right? The robbery. Yeah, and he's on record for pay- uh, paying for the silence of of many of his victims. And recently, right. there was an article where he, because he was arrested, he actually stated he wanted the money he paid from to the family back. <laughs> yeah. Which is just crazy. But yeah, I mean, this no is funds, like right. you said. It, unfortunately, it's common. Uh, specifically in places of power. And if you look, um, we, we've covered some uh, statistics here recently where it covers the number of pedophilia arrests since Trump has been in office. And I guess it was somewhere around 1,500. And I know there was another um, uh, series of arrests this week, but apparently that's more than they, you know, or at least in the public eye, that's more than what they've seen in, in years past. So I don't know if there is a, a movement that is shifting to bring these men to justice. But one thing that I agree with you on is the truth is just as, if not more important, because uh, what's the, the value of getting one pedophile off the street when you could get networks exactly. of these people off the street? Um, exactly. You know, and, and let me point let me point out for your listeners that the difference between Obama and Trump is that Obama was part of the deep state. Right. That's why George Soto's wasn't spending $48 million to put people into the streets against Obama. Obama won with 26% of the, of the, um, eligible voters. Trump won with 27%. But the difference between the two of them is that Trump is an unshackled wild card. And Obama was part of the deal. Okay? And so, 
What troubles me is that Donald Trump came into office not realizing that every single person in power across the financial, the media, and the political worlds was going to do everything in their power to destroy his presidency. I mean, I'm still shocked by the attempt to flip the Electoral College. Um, that was treason, plain and simple. Um, so I, I, I'm really concerned that Trump is being buffered by Steve Bannon. He's being misled by Steve Bannon. And I have nothing against Bannon, but I want Trump to survive and prosper. And on his present course, I think Steve Bannon is taking him over the cliff and to his death. Okay. And, and uh, previous to as well. I mean, he's got, he's being insulated. And O'Shannon in the Office of Presidential Personnel. Boner's Revenge, we call him. Uh, basically, Dick <laughs> Cheney, right. Dick Cheney is playing Trump for a chump. Um, interesting. I, I really want your listeners to, to take a look at my book review. I write summary book reviews and mm-hmm. I reviewed a book called Vice, Dick Cheney and the Hijacking of the American, uh, Presidency. He played George Bush like a fiddle. I mean, he would countermand Bush's orders and nobody would stand up to Cheney. Uh, Colin Powell and George Tennant both knew that Dick Cheney was telling 935 lies and they wouldn't stand up to him. They both prostituted their office and they betrayed the American public in doing so. I know in the case of Tennant, he doesn't care. In the case of Colin Powell, I'm quite sure he regrets that as his darkest, lowest moment in his ethical life. Um, Judging from what I've heard, that's that's about right. Yeah. And I, I would see again, with truth and reconciliation, I would take Colin Powell back in a heartbeat. He's a great man, and and he still has much to offer America. But the bottom line here is that Dick Cheney is playing Trump for a chump, and people are being salted into the government, and Trump is on the one hand trying to control who Mattis hires and who Tillerson hires and so on. He's also shutting out Tillerson and Mattis from decisions, but at the same time he's not controlling them. Pence and Mattis and Tillerson are all saying things overseas that are completely opposite what Trump said on the campaign trail, NATO being one example. I think we should pull out of NATO. We should close all of our bases in Europe. As long as our military is based in Korea and Germany and Japan, it's their military, not ours. Okay? So I'm getting a little funny feeling about Pence. Uh, you had mentioned that before, and and since you mentioned it in the, when you were on initially, I've been yeah, following Yeah, I don't that. know. I mean, I personally, I like the way he looks and talks and walks, but I'm getting the sense that Pence is the guy that will ultimately betray Donald Trump because Pence and Priebus have the power to go to Congress and say Trump is being erratic, he's incapacitated, we need to kick in the 25th Amendment or whatever it is, and then Paul Ryan, who is no friend of Trump's, will declare him uh, incapacitated and promote Pence, and then, God help us, here comes Jeb Bush, um, or worse, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, now, I want to give Pence the benefit of the doubt, but you need to know that one of the reasons Flynn got fired was because Pence's best friend was on the pedophile list. There you go. That's, that Flynn yeah. was looking up. Yeah, p- p- please t- tell our listeners about that. All, all I know, I, I do have a person that calls me that, that was privy to this. He says that there was a list from Amsterdam of the top pedophiles in the United States of America, the top elite pedophiles, and Flynn got his hands on it. 
And I don't know if Flynn knew this, but some of the very, very top leaders in Russia are pedophiles. Okay? If you ever see a bare-chested Russian leader, look for a young boy nearby. Um, so we have some issues in our international relations. But the bottom line here is that Flynn did not tell Pence because Pence had a close personal friend engaged in that. Um, I don't think Flynn... I don't think Flynn was actually fired for talking to the Russians or for disrespecting Pence. I think he was fired because the never-Trumpers wanted to put their own spy in the White House, and that's McMaster. McMaster is loyal to the never-Trumpers. Interesting. Very interesting. And folks, uh, I would urge, I would urge every, everybody listening to this to, to also listen to Robert David Steele's interview with Greg Hunter. Uh, anytime, anytime this guy's on, on anywhere on air, listen to what he's got to say because he's a valuable asset of, of intelligence. Now, you said something earlier and I wanted to get, get back to this before we end here. We only have about eight minutes. You had written an article about illegals in the voting, uh, process. Well, that was, that was Greg, Greg Phillips. If, if your listeners go to, uh, Phi Beta Iota and just type in Greg, uh, with two G's, um, if they just type in Greg with two G's at phibetaiota.net, uh, they can also look up on any search engine, Greg Phillips with two G's, uh, and three million, uh, illegal votes. So if um, later when you post this on YouTube, you can probably show the article. Right. Greg Phillips is a very sophisticated leader of a corporation that has done some extremely good work in software and hardware. And he has the data to back up the assertion by Donald Trump with analytics, algorithms, and hundreds of millions of data points. He's proven it. There were three million illegal votes, Period. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. There it is. I, I'll tell you something. People ask me, how do you know so much? And I say, I don't know so much. I just know who I trust. So I collect minds. And Greg Phillips is one of the people that I trust. Um, so if you look up Greg Phillips, uh, 3 million illegal votes, or if you just look up 3 million illegal votes, source equals 5 beta iota, you'll get right to it. Yep. Okay. We got it right here. Of, this is what frustrates me. This is why I want a Trump channel and this is why I want an open source agency. I mean, one of the things that Bannon is making a huge mistake on and blocking me from talking to Donald Trump is even if Donald Trump only takes one of my nine points or two, he's going to be stronger than he was before. So Bannon is basically, um, killing eight separate ideas because he doesn't want Cynthia McCain and Dennis Kucinich sharing Donald Trump's ear. Right. In my view, that is a very short-sighted, uh, dangerous misservice to the president. I support Donald Trump. He's our legitimate president, but he's also a fringe president. We need to build him out. We need to bring in the Sandernistas. We need to bring in the people of color. We need to bring in the Latinos. And we need to make Donald Trump bulletproof to the point that he can tell Paul Ryan what to do. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Ryan, by the way, making news riding on horseback uh, on the border there. Any thoughts on, on that whole border issue? Was he bare-chested? <laughs> no. I knew, you know, I knew you were going to ask that. Did you catch that innuendo? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> it's It's been a weird night. Any thoughts on the border issue, or is this, you know? Well, again, you know, I'm Latino. And and one of the things I like to point out to Americans who who think that all Latinos are brown and don't speak English is Latinos come in all colors, uh, white, black, brown, red. We even have yellow Latinos because there's a lot of Japanese blood in Peru. Um, and um, we also have our share of neo-Nazi Latinos. They're all in Argentina. Okay, so it's a great population. It's a culture, not not a race. Um, People need to remember that we stole most of the land that the Latinos are occupying today right. from Mexico. We created a war with Mexico on false pretenses, and everything below the Guadalupe-Hidalgo line was stolen from Mexico. Now, I'll just end with a little anecdote. One of my friends in customs asked his grandfather, great-grandfather, he said um, one day about 10 years ago, he told me the story about a year ago, he said, when did you emigrate? And he said, I didn't emigrate, they moved the border on me. <laughs> okay. Okay? So I would beg of my American citizen colleagues a little understanding of history. Now, all of the Latinos that I know are law-abiding Latinos who believe that illegals should be kicked out of the country. There is no disagreement on this. They also understand Donald Trump. I mean, Latinos have this concept of machismo, and it's often wrongfully translated as manliness. It actually means studliness and, and bluster and posturing and whatever. I mean, Donald Trump is the ultimate Latino in whiteface, okay? Uh, they understand him. They get Donald Trump. Um, so for me, you don't actually need a wall. President Eisenhower solve the problem by telling every business that if they hired a Latino, they would be put out of business if they hired someone who was an illegal. Know your he history. enforced the law. Know your history. Today, this verify, less than 10% of people who are hired are run through the verify system. That's if right. you had 100% of the verify system in use, not only by, by employers, but by landlords, we would not have an illegal problem. Then, of course, you have all of the illegals that Barack Obama imported at taxpayer expense. I mean, he was running whole plane loads of Syrians into airports across America and, and letting them loose. Yep. Okay, with bus fare. Yep. He was also using taxpayer money to pay Vermont and other places. It's, it's become resettling illegal refugees has become a cash flow project for nonprofits that are created to make money, okay? And there's nothing non-profit about a non-profit. What it really is, is lots of really big salaries for the people that are part of it, and very little benefit for the public. Um, and, yep. and I think we should probably say as we move toward ending that Donald Trump's tax reform is a fraud. How so? It's Goldman Sachs wet dream. Okay. okay. That's, that's an interesting uh, we'll statement. Left. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I wish we would well, I'll be back on the 3rd of March, okay. and if Steve Bannon accepts my challenge to a duel, he'll be with you. All right. Yeah, we'll make room for that. 
And I will uh, personally uh, overnight the glove. To, well, let me to, let me end with the tax issue. Is 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 we need an automated payment transaction tax that ends all income taxes, and it okay. shifts the burden to Wall Street because Wall Street historically has never paid taxes on anything. If you had a tiny fractional transaction tax on every Wall Street currency and stock transaction, it would double fund the government and end the need for any American citizen to pay income tax. Okay, I agree with that part of your statement. I wonder how the initial initial tax was set up. It was a tax on capital gains and such, uh, rather than an, an individual income tax to begin with. So, um, moving back toward toward that model, where you tax corporations for profits that they make from um, buying and selling uh, other corporations and their own stock, is very smart. The whole system is hosed. Let me just end by encouraging your your listeners to go find Memo for Trump. It's a tiny URL, Memo for Trump with four being a number. And let's see if we can't send our prayers and our cosmic thought waves toward Donald Trump. He needs to get past Steve Bannon's blindness. We'll put it in the program description. Robert David Steele, as always, phenomenal job. We will talk with you again. You're coming back. God bless you. Stay safe, my brother. Well, God bless you. You got me started on this roller coaster. And we're going to keep you riding. Just stay buckled in. All right, brother. (laughs) That'll do it for us tonight, folks. Have a great evening. 